This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday, September 16th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, Philadelphia police are investigating a fatal assault near Pat's King of Stakes in South Philadelphia. According to police, the incident began at about 2.25 a.m. on the 1300 block of East Pashyunk Avenue. I didn't realize they're open that late. Yeah, they're open 24 hours. They are 24 hours. Are they 24 hours? Really? Seven days a week. Wow. They never close. Are the others? Yeah. Gino's is. Gino's is too? Yeah. Okay. Police say an argument escalated quickly into a fight and may have involved a group of at least 10 soccer fans from out of town against a group of five, including the victim. The group allegedly jumped on a 28-year-old victim who fell on the ground and started punching and kicking him, police said. The victim died due to his injuries sustained in the assault. Chief Mm. Inspector Scott Small said the people involved may have been drinking. Sometimes when alcohol is involved, uh, there are fights. Normally, these are well-run businesses that are quiet and safe. People just come out here uh, for a good steak sandwich. However, once in a while, you get fights that escalate into violence, Small said. In July, uh, 22-year-old David Padro from the 2700 block of Federal Street in Camden, New Jersey, was shot in the back following a fight at Pat Steaks. Yeah, I was reading some of the details about this. I mean, they beat this guy to death. Steve, they were using a trash can lid. And kicking this person, some uh, some of the witnesses were saying. I mean, they just pummeled this person to death. Um, people don't realize how essentially fragile oh. we are, yes. you know. And yeah. um, maybe you see it in a movie and think you can beat someone with a garbage can, and it's just going to be a, a thumping. Right. But here you have the obvious proof that you can kill someone. So they were. They said they were wearing these yellow mm. soccer jerseys, yeah. and I, I was trying to think. I, I don't know soccer teams' colors and jerseys no. or anything like that, but that's pretty distinctive. You that, right. that would let a group uh, definitely stand out. So maybe they can track down. Um, yeah, I think the union played last night. So okay. Club, Club America up here is what I think Connor pulled up on the screen. We're looking at the at the logo of Club America, who they who they uh, went against, and yeah, they have a yellow uh, logo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Where's that? Where are they from? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I'm, I'm not well versed in that yeah. league, so unfortunately, it's kind of odd though because the union play in Chester. Yeah, yeah. So for this to shift all the way up to Pat's and Gino's areas, I, maybe they were from out of town and they wanted to get yeah. cheesesteaks at the yep. legendary place. You know, so wow. Okay, well, hopefully they can track these people down. Uh, they're based in Mexico City, Club okay. America. Uh, police say the two other people were also injured in Thursday's assault. The victim left the scene in a white SUV. Um, and additional information, uh, if you have additional information, you're being asked to contact police so they can try to figure out who these people are. The boyfriend of a missing 22-year-old woman has officially been named a person of interest in her disappearance. And police in Florida uh, say that he is hindering the investigation. Gabrielle Petito, whose family is from Blue Point, and Brian Laundry were on a cross-country trip to Oregon when she stopped communicating with with her family somewhere in Wyoming. Several detectives are working around the clock to piece uh, piece this complex and far-reaching situation together, said the Northport, Florida Police Department, which is now the primary investigating agency in partnership with the FBI and working with the Suffolk County Police Department. So is the stall here until they actually charge him, they can't? Uh, in other words, how do you just say, I don't want to talk about it? Legally, what are, your, what are the grounds that you're standing on when you do that? Because... 
do you have to formally be charged before they can bring you in? And... I don't think so. I think they can. Qu- I think they can question you. But, they can question he, anybody in, right. in a. But crime, he was. Right? He was. He was. Uh, his lawyer was interceding, and he, he didn't want to talk. Yeah. So they're say, authorities say, as of now, Laundry has not made himself available to be interviewed by investigators or provide uh, any helpful details. I guess he doesn't well, have to say yes. Well, it's it's a missing person, right? right. So there's no proof that any crime has been committed at yes, this point. Right. So I would assume it's kind of gray in that in that situation. So you when know what I mean? When they're saying, you're right. So they have no proof that she's dead or anything has right. happened. Uh-huh. So he, he's a person of interest. Uh, this, this is why this is one of those stories that, yeah, and they, <laughs> they pop up periodically. Oh, and it's just a matter of time. Yeah. It, it always yeah. happens. It always happens. They, they, always, they always get the person ends up right uh, getting formally charged. I find out something, and, and the dude is just biding his time. Right. You know? Uh, really, hoping against really hope, sad. but it, it yeah. seems that way anyhow. Yeah. Uh, so he reportedly drove back to Florida alone 10 days before Petito was reported missing, and the events leading up to that are presently unknown. Yeah, so there was like 10 days before. It's not like you're nine days into talking to someone in the van before you realize they're not there. Right. <laughs> oh, my and God. Also, also, you know, yeah, dude, she ran off with somebody else. Yeah. Met some guy. Sure. I got pissed off about it. You know, you, you tell yeah. what happened. Right. This guy hasn't said anything. Earlier Wednesday, wow. Petito's family said her Instagram account was mysteriously deleted. Facebook <sighs> said her Instagram account was removed in error and has since been reinstated. Okay. Right? So weird. Uh, the developments come one day after police in Utah confirmed an incident between Petito and Laundry that happened a few weeks before her disappearance. Apparently, they had gotten into an argument. Preston, I think you mentioned it yesterday. They didn't call police, but a bystander called police. Uh, police responded. They came out, and basically, they um, you know spoke to them. She had slapped him. Uh-huh. Um, the police said he did not hit her, but that um, in order for them to not press charges, they ordered them to uh, stay separately. So they helped her get an apartment. A, a hotel room for the night, oh. um, and that's sort of how that incident ended. Well, think of, think of the kind of altercation that would prompt you to call the police on a couple, right? right. Yeah, right? yeah. Think yeah. of what it would have to be at. Yes. Right, it's not just an argument where, yeah. It's got to be pretty severe, yeah. Right, right. Uh, so the couple had been documenting their trip on YouTube, and they were set to arrive in Portland in October. SpaceX first private flight streaked into orbit Wednesday night with two contest winners, a healthcare worker and their rich sponsor, the most ambitious leap yet in space tourism. It was the first time a spacecraft circled Earth with an all amateur crew and no professional astronauts. We were, we were wondering about that yesterday, yeah. what they were doing, and they they wore they yeah. they're in orbiting. I, I watched it last night. It's yeah, I did. Pretty, you did. You? I watched wow. it. Last, yeah, because listen, okay. It's history. I mean, it's, it's, I yeah. sat, you know, we put it on. Oh, and your friend knows the guy. My that, friend knows. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, but I sat Jace down. I was like, we, cause he was watching a movie. I'm like, we have to watch this. I said, yeah. because this is history. Cause I didn't realize there's no astronaut, there's no astronaut on there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Why didn't they take a flat earther? Why didn't they take I one of those I was thinking the same thing this morning. I think the more that this becomes mm-hmm. uh, common, this, uh, this type of travel for, for civilians, that eventually they're going to send up a couple of flat earther, you know, high level flat earthers, and they're going to come back down. Like I've said before, it's round. Yeah, yeah it's you know, you know what they'll do the they'll, they'll look at it out the window and go, "No, that's no. fine. Yeah, that's, that, that looks that could <laughs> yeah, be yeah. a disc. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's totally you know. a disc. But listen, for for now at least, yeah. don't waste it that way. Give it to the people who've been dying to yeah, go yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. seriously. Mm. Uh, punch it, SpaceX. The flight's billionaire leader, Jared Isaacman, you urged moments before liftoff at the Kennedy Space Center. That is who uh, my friend knows. And, uh, you know, we were, I was texting her. I'm like, which one is he? Because you yeah. can see them. You know, they had a picture of all four of them. Uh, so she pointed him out, and we were watching him. And uh, he seemed, uh, you could, they had a YouTube stream. 
stream up. And yesterday yeah. they, uh, at moments, it looks maybe like they were a little bit nervous, um, but uh, they looked yeah. okay yeah. last night. Yeah. Well, three days um, is is uh, is a good amount of yeah. time. Yeah, and and um, yeah, no, it's 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 as you're right. It, it's historical. I l- I really like their uniforms. I think the helmets are really cool. Could have done a little bit more with the body of the uniform. The body of the suit. Yeah. Kathy, did you watch either the uh, Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos flight earlier this year? I didn't, no. Okay, so the... Um, no, the Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. yeah. Uh, Elon Musk is later, yeah. My, my apologies. So, um, but the one that Bezos did, there was no astronaut on that either. It was... The, everything was controlled from the ground. And so they send these people up into space. But they were much, much shorter. They were only up for a very amount of... A very limited amount of time. These guys are up, yep. obviously up I, for much longer. I just... I. <laughs> Well, of course, you know, I'd never go, but um, how could you go up there with no astronaut? Like, it's so, I can't believe that they can do this. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, the Dragon Capsule's two men and two women are looking to spend three days going around and around the planet from an unusually high orbit, 100 miles higher than the International Space uh, Space Station before splashing down wow. off the Florida co- uh, coast this weekend. I would love to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I, you know, that's yeah. to go up into space for Christ's sake. Yeah. And two of them were sweepstakes winners. Yep. Very interesting. All right, in sports this morning. The Phillies beat the Cubs last night in South Philly. Andrew Knapp scored when the ball knocked off Robinson Chirinos' mitt in the ninth inning to boost the Phillies' playoff push to a 6-5 win. The bullpen blew the lead in the eighth and ninth innings. Chirinos hit a two-run homer that tied it four all in the eighth. And Matt Duffy hit a solo shot off of Ian Kennedy in the ninth and tied it at five. Still, the Phillies were able to get the win. And with the Braves losing to the Rockies, the Phillies are now three and a half games out of first place. Series wraps up tonight, yes, and the first pitch is scheduled for 6.05. In football news, Dallas Cowboys defensive Demarcus Lawrence sustained a broken foot in practice, and that will force him to miss six to eight weeks. The Cowboys defense did not generate a sack in week one against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and could also be without its second-best rusher, Randy Gregory, on Sunday's game against Los Angeles Chargers. Lawrence will likely miss the game when the Cowboys play the Eagles in Dallas next Monday on the 27th. Former Olympic gymnast Simone Biles and Allie Reisman were a among those to tell the Senate Judiciary Committee uh, that current and former FBI agents should be held accountable for badly mishandling the investigation into Larry Nassar, a disgraced former doctor for Team USA. According to a recent report, FBI agents failed to respond with the seriousness and urgency required after first hearing reports about Nassar's abuse in 2015. Dozens of young women and girls say that they were sexually assaulted by Nassar during the time around 2014, 2015, and 2016 when allegations first began to surface. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks, Kat. So Thursday morning, all teed up and ready to go for you, including multiple opportunities to win some cash. We have the uh, MMR Money Clip, which is going to be taking place 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. And then it happens later on today, noon, 2, 4, and 6, and 8. So don't miss the opportunity to win that cash, walk away, or win, or maybe even $10,000. We'll get to the details on that a little bit later on. We also have a guest on the program today. We have Karen Knotts. She's the daughter of Don Knotts, the legendary comedic performer. Uh, uh, listen, I love Don Knotts. Uh, Andy Griffith show, yep. the movies he did with Tom Tim Conway, Mr. Olympus. Uh, uh, the Ghost of Mr. The Chicken. The Ghost of Mr. Chicken. All Freeze of that Company. Stuff. Oh, yes. man. So much good stuff. 
Uh, so she has a book out called uh, Tied Up a Knot to My Dad and Me. So I'm really interested to talk to her and yeah, hear about yeah. the life of Don Knox because he was pretty damn amazing. So uh, we will talk to her in the 9 o'clock hour, and we're sitting on stuff to give away. We got a, we got a good day ahead of us yeah. this Thursday morning. The majority of the work week is zipping by. And it will be Friday at the end of the show, right? Mm-hmm. It will be, yeah. as uh, per Casey's, Casey's math, Casey's math. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then the next thing you know... A week from Saturday is the MMR. Wow. So I am just blown away by how quickly things are moving. I just checked the long-term forecast for next Saturday. And? Cloudless, sunny, 82. Oh, Oh, that's right. If we can hold to that. (laughs) Yes. Let's hope. That could be fantastic. All right. So these things and more are taking place today. We're going to break. Come back in a second. I have a question ready for you to go for the stupid question and give some stuff to you and also get it in the entertainment report. We'll get it when we come back. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Can you believe football is back? This Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Interact me, swoop in and win sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2022 Eagle season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's give away a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card if you can get this stupid question correct or give us the correct answer. Whose sidekick was named Pedro Sanchez? Mm-hmm. 215-263-WMMR. I haven't thought about this character in a while. <laughs> Whose sidekick was named Pedro Sanchez? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. Give us a call. Got a bunch of birthdays to mention on Thursday, September 16th. We'll start with the magician, David Copperfield. He turns 65 years old today. The magic man. Yeah, who did he... Who was his supermodel? Claudia Schiffer. Schiffer for the longest yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would always watch those specials yeah, I loved every, them. every time I loved they them. came on. Him and Doug Henning was another popular one at that time. Copperfield was the first I remember to make a big, at least televised, like I'm going to make a Boeing 707 disappear. And then I remember one time, I think it was him, he's like, we're going to make the Statue of Liberty disappear. He did. He did it. I I watched the show. It was gone. And then he walks through the Great Wall of China one time. He walked right through it. He walked right through it. He's a magician. I did like uh, in, what was that, Burt Wonderstone? Was that the name of that movie? How they kind of showed a little bit, you know, they st- try to do big stunty things like that. They made everybody pass out in the yeah. audience and they mo- <laughs> they moved them. Do you yeah. remember his uh, his, uh. his island, like his sex island? Or he, or he had like a... He had a sex island? Well, he would, he would call... I have a call. Here's a call. Hey, it's David Copperfield, your friend from Las Vegas. Um, got a very interesting opportunity for you. So what he would do is he would uh, he would scope out you know women at his shows and then offer to fly. He wasn't doing like an Epstein thing. He was you know their age of consent and so on and so forth. But well, rock take, on with your bad self. He man. would take his conquest to his own David Copperfield Island. That's wow. a pretty good move. Wow. I wonder if he still performs. I, I do not know if he's got a Vegas thing or not. I have no idea. Uh, he's sixty five today. Uh, guitarist Dave Snake Sabo, uh, who played guitar in the band Skid Row. 
uh, turns 57 years old today. Wow. Uh, I always liked him as a guitarist. And uh, Skid Row... Well, why were we talking about Sebastian Bach? Oh, uh, the back to school. Eight that's eight. right. That's right. And uh, there was some Skid Row we were playing, and, and I was like, man, Sebastian, dude could wail, and Sabo was a really good guitar player. Kathy, wasn't that your full name at NBC10? Kathy Snake Romano? Yeah. <laughs> Snake Romano. Uh, it's also Mickey Rourke's birthday today. Uh, Mickey Rourke turns 69 years old. So one of the, the greatest performances, The Wrestler, yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Uh, what he did to himself is so stupid yep. and how he... I was looking at... I was watching the movie case, I think I was mentioning to you, the Diner, in which he looks like he's 11. Yeah. To, you know, and he was he was kind of a pretty boy at the beginning. Oh, you know? yeah. And that changed. Well, you Do you remember nine and a half weeks? Nine he and a half a, weeks. sex symbol. Absolutely. At that point in time. And then compare... when <laughs> There's a picture of side-by-side here, Preston. Oof, yeah. It's yeah. just not good. Yeah. Uh, oh, my but God. He's been in some great movies, uh, like you said, The Wrestler, but uh, he was also in... Uh, Iron Man 2, Sin City. So, so he's, good. He's done some solid uh, action and genre stuff. My bird. Uh, uh-huh. Bird. Uh, he is uh, 69. I love my bird. <laughs> my bird. The bird. Uh, you also have uh, comedic actor Ed Begley Jr. Great. Uh, a darling of the Christopher Guest films, Best in Show and Waiting for Guffman and a few others. He is uh, celebrating his 72nd birthday today. Uh, Kenny Jones, legendary drummer, played with The Faces and The Who. He was after Keith Moon died. He replaced Keith Moon. So I saw him playing for The Who at Shea Stadium. Ah, Yeah, it was great. That was that, and I've only referenced it 44 million times on the show because I got to see The Who and The Clash in one night. That's pretty amazing. Uh, Kenny Jones... uh, Turned 73. I was actually playing this drum, this song on oh, the drums yesterday. Were you? Yeah. I yeah. love this song. It's yeah. one of my favorites, man. I love the faces. Uh, 73 years old today, Kenny Jones. Uh, actress Alexis Bledel. Yeah, Sin City. Uh, has a 40th birthday today. You are correct. She's uh, the blue-eyed girl yeah. in the beginning of that movie. The Gilmore Girls. Uh, and also, uh, amazing in The Handmaid's Tale. Right. Uh, and there's two birthdays from oh, The Handmaid's okay. Tale That's today. Oh, okay. That's who that is. Uh, yeah, so Max Minghella... Uh, who plays Nick, who is starts off as a limo driver. You find out more about him as the uh, as the series goes along. But he shares a birthday with Alexis Bledel, and uh, he is 36 years old. I wish I would have... Yesterday I was wearing a Handmaid's Tale t-shirt. I wish I would have worn it today. I had no idea. You're wearing a Neil Peart shirt today. I am, in yeah. honor of the Handmaid's Tale. Yes. Well, I mean, it's... It's Alexis same. Bledel's birthday, so you're wearing it. Oh, wait, never mind. I'm such yesterday. an idiot. Sorry, dude. <laughs> I, I said just I was like... wearing that shirt yesterday. Remember we took I, a picture I, I, know, I know that, but yeah. I, I reasoned myself into a circle. I was like, wait, okay. You know, I can fix okay. this. <laughs> Maybe yesterday's today. Wait a second. I can fix this. Wait, hang on. There's something here. There's something here. Is she Canadian by any chance? Alexis loves Rush. Okay. Yes. She's a huge fan of Rush. Remember, says in her bio. <laughs> yeah, Gilmore Girls. She was, Gilmore Girls. She was always listening to uh, Rush. Yeah, Casey, she's uh, Canadian. She was born in Houston. Yay! Yay. Houston, right. Texas. So there. All right. She, has she ever had Canadian whiskey? <laughs> of course she has. Yeah. So right. anyhow, uh, other birthdays today include Molly Shannon of Saturday Night Live. Always loved her. 
uh, and uh, Mary Catherine Gallagher was that great character. We were talking about the physical stuff she did, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. Which yeah. I mean, she would fling herself all over the place. Yeah. Uh, and she posted a, a, a really wonderful picture of her and Norm Cro- uh, Norm uh, McDonald on the. I keep saying Norm Crosby. Who is Norm Crosby? Another comedian, okay. for Christ's sake! But I've been watching so much like uh, of the old game shows, and he was a perennial okay. on Match Game. Okay. So it's it's seared in my brain. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, a wonderful picture with Norm McDonald. So uh, she turns. 57 today. Uh, Jennifer Tilly, uh, movies like Bound, and she's great in Liar. Liar. Uh, she is also a, uh, a, a fantastic poker. poker player. I don't know yeah. if she still does that, but for a while, you would see her at those uh, at those events, uh, sitting at the table and winning. Uh, she turns 63 today. Uh, Richard Marks, the singer and songwriter. We had him in the studio. Hold on to the nights, yes. And and much to our joy, oh, he gets is, Richard Marks. This is right here waiting. Yes. I, I thought this was Hold On To The Nights, another ballad of his. Uh, yeah, you're right. He gets it. He knows. He knows he's sappy and saccharine and, and so on. But, uh, but Don't a, Take Nothing, though, is a solid song, right? Yeah, Don't Mean Nothing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is he, a solid song. He is uh, he, he's a funny guy and and he gets it and uh, and very very sharp. He's uh, fifty eight today. Amy Poehler ah. has her birthday today. Parks and Rec, Saturday Night Live, tons of stuff. She's and uh, the voice of uh, Joy in Inside Out, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is brilliant. And uh, she she just keeps chugging along. Man. She's either starring in or producing. Yes, shows uh, and a big birthday for her. She's fifty years old wow, today. Oh man. And then uh, Kathy, one of the Jonas Brothers, has a birthday. Oh, yay. Uh, Nick Jonas. Is he your favorite? Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, he... My favorite. <laughs> oh, my God, he, he sings Sucker. You know that one, right, Kathy? Yeah, I love that guy. How many? Are there three Jonases? There's 15. <laughs> There's three Jonases. Uh, oh, and he's married to Priyanka Chopra. Right. And Jonas. he was in Ju- uh, the uh, Jumanji movies, President. Was he? Yeah, he was. Oh, he's the guy at the end. The right. kid who. Yeah. Uh, so he's actually I played by, know that. as in the real world as an adult. Colin Hanks plays him, right? Is yeah. that how it works out in the mm. real world? No, no, no. Two different characters. Oh, he was are they? Oh, oh. oh crap! I know I what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. At the Am very, right? very, at the yes. very, very end, when the girl. Uh, never mind. Oh, it's so damn confusing. It? But I think you're. I correct. was right. Okay. Yeah. He eventually. Uh, they come back and he's grown up. I, I know, and, I know, but why? But they're the same age. Like, I don't know. Okay. Well, they're playing different. I know. But the, 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 the thing. Hey, Casey, I'm going to make you feel better. Getty Lee was in an episode of Gilmore Girls. Yeah! Yes! Yes! Was he? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. I knew there was a connection. Did he play one of her girlfriends at school? Yeah. He was dating Alexis Bledel. That girl has a big nose. Nick Jonas is 29 today. All right. We'll see if somebody knows the answer to this question. Whose sidekick was Pedro Sanchez? And it is Chris that we're going to go to. Yo, Chris, morning. What's happening? Good morning, guys. All right, buddy. Who is it? Who is his sidekick? Is it Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah, Napoleon Dynamite. You got it, buddy. Hang on, Chris. For you, sir, a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card, and you can discover Bonefish Grill's new shrimp shrimp rangoon salmon or seasonal pineapple glazed shrimp paired with a refreshing watermelon martini. And if you're ready for a new adventure, Bonefish Grill is hiring. You can visit bonefishgrill.com. Napoleon Dynamite was a um, first viewing, eh, second viewing. Okay, now I get it. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I went in and out with it. I'm like, this is really stupid. 
oh my god, this is brilliant. I yeah, love yeah. this. And then I'm kind of tired of this. Yeah. Well, it got overplayed. Yeah. yeah. But uh, maybe it's time to revisit that. And yeah. See yeah. If it still has legs. Uh, we're going to start with Britney Spears. She deleted her Instagram <gasps> uh, account. What? Good move. Afternoon. Yeah. Wait, uh, now is that one of the? Because I know if you delete Facebook, you can always go back and like. I think everything's still there. Is it I the think same? it's the deal. Okay. Yeah. So, so think of it as activating and reacting. Right. 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 She, the move comes uh, a couple of days after she announced her engagement to her longtime boyfriend Sam Eshgari. A uh, source close to the singer said that it was her decision to delete the account, and it has been something she's wanted to do for a while. Uh, the Grammy winner is two weeks away from a court hearing that yes. could determine whether or not she remains in her court ordered conservatorship. So maybe she's. Going hands well, off with that, yeah. you know, coming up. The, the, the problem was she was doing hand bras for a lot of pictures recently, and I bet you somebody on her legal team advised her to don't do that. Stop doing yeah. that. I don't even the, the hand bras are the worst of it. I think yeah, it's yeah. like the bizarre dancing and hi yeah. guys, I'm gonna do my yeah. dance right now. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, the the look in her eyes too. Yeah. When she looks at the camera. I kill you all. Really strange. So, uh, anyhow, that is uh, that's kind of going by the wayside for now. But I would imagine that will be reactivated. Yeah, at some no point, doubt. Especially. If she, she gets what she wants, yeah. it'll be back up. Uh, Allison Mack, the actress, has begun her prison sentence for. Crime stemming with her involvement in the Nexium cult. Uh, the former Smallville actress is currently housed at the Federal Correctional Institution in Dublin, California. She actually headed back early to start this. So, yeah. Mac got a head start on her three year prison sentence. I wonder. So, you watched the series, right? Uh, yeah, uh, the, yeah. It was, which was great. It's a documentary <laughs> series on HBO about this cult. Uh, and um, I wonder, I'm trying to think post prison prison. And and what she does with her life, right? Once she, once you've been through something like this, and by the way, she was the one I think who sort of angled for the branding. You know, they actually did on on the people. They actually would brand these women. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if she's smart, she will uh, try to uh, get involved in helping to warn people of cults and maybe make a living out of that. Well, that's a way to go. Uh, back in June, she was ordered to uh, by a judge to uh, surrender herself uh, to a facility on sep- by September 29th. Officials say she checked in Monday, September 13th. So she's in advance of when she was supposed to start. And I guess maybe she's looking to that curry favor. I don't know. You have to realize on Smallville, she played the ultimate girl next door. It'd be like mm-hmm. Betty White <laughs> appearing in a Two Girls One Cub video. <laughs> I mean, it's the, it's the absolute, it's the absolute antithesis of what we thought of her as. Uh, she was sentenced to three years in prison after pleading guilty to charges that she manipulated women to into becoming sex slaves within the Nexium organization. At her sentencing in Brooklyn Federal Court, Mac renounced Keith Ranieri, who founded Nexium. She said, I made choices I will forever regret. Uh, also told the judge she's filled with remorse and guilt. She said, I'm sorry uh, to those of you that I brought into Nexium. Uh, she wrote in a letter filled, uh, filed with the court, I am sorry I ever exposed you to the nefarious and emotionally abusive schemes of a twisted man. But she was along for it the whole way. She man. was so deeply into it. And yeah. the interesting chron- uh, chronology here, Preston, another cast member of Smallville had brought her in. Yeah. Once they got in, though, that original cast member said, uh, I'm yeah. not liking this, and left. Yeah. All right. Uh, CBS has scrapped... It's planned five-episode competition series for activists that was supposed to debut next month and is uh, changing it to a one-time documentary 
after getting backlash over it, according to Is Variety. Is Terry Bradshaw still going to be the host? No, but there were celebrities. Footage of the activists that had already been shot is being discarded. The fierce criticism began after Usher, Julianne Hoff, and Priyanka Chopper Jones were announced as hosts last week, with people blasting the idea of a competition show... <laughs> Meant to celebrate and encourage activism. It was a game show about activism. (laughs) I mean, come come on. on. That's like having a paramedic game show. (laughs) Who who can save the most lives in a night? Yeah, exactly. Uh, A statement from CBS Global Citizen Live Nation announcing the changes said the documentary that will air... Uh, will, quote, showcase the tireless work of six activists and the impact they have advocating for causes they deeply believe in. Uh, Global Citizen released its own separate statement in which it said, Global activism centers on collaboration and cooperation, not competition. We apologize to the activists, hosts, and the larger activity uh, <laughs> activist community. We got it wrong. Is oh, what yeah. They said. All right. Yeah. So they, so they messed up. They are owning up to it. Exactly. Uh, JoJo Siwa slammed Nickelodeon uh, for stopping her from using the songs from her film The J-Team on her upcoming tour. We were just talking about how excited we are over The J-Team, <laughs> which is about a uh, Jewish dating site. Right? <laughs> it's not, but it sounds like oh, it. Oh, okay. Be. So she went after the network in a series of tweets on Tuesday and Wednesday. Siwa explained, uh, I go out on tour in January. My movie musical was just released with six new original songs. Nickelodeon told me today that I'm not allowed to perform or add any of the songs from the film into my show. These are my songs, my voice, and my writing. Does this seem fair? If she signed a contract, it's fair. Right, exactly. Uh, The performer continued saying, I want my concert to be the best it could possibly be. The bestest! And I want to perform the songs that you have been waiting to hear for two years. By the way, I thought she was a dancer. No. (laughs) She is a dancer. Oh, but she... No, no, she she was was a dancer. Dancer. So she's a um, she's a dancer and a singer, Preston. Ah, so okay. she's standing the the the, uh, the she was one of the original dance moms. Okay. Uh, she, yes. she wasn't the mom; she was the daughter. Obviously. Okay, having the music from my movie, she said, and my show is important to me, and I wish it was important to Nickelodeon. Remember, I'm a human, not just a brand. Uh, she's hitting the road January 13th, starting in Spokane, Washington. I, How old is she? Do we know? She's like 18, 19, I think. I don't think she's that old. Uh, she's she's definitely, uh, I've noticed in the past, because I've seen video footage of her 18. from a little okay. while ago, and she seemed like a little kid. Now she seems like a young woman. Right. You know what I mean? Well, she's, she's pushing she's, that. She's yeah. definitely developing, and uh, she's... Uh, a lot of glitter. Moving along. So, yeah, she started when she was in, uh, I guess... Like thirteen or something like that, maybe. I don't know. The, well, the, dance moms would have gone back even further. Right. So, yeah. All right. Anyhow, moving on. Uh, the Wendy Williams show's thirteenth season premiere has been delayed so that Wendy uh, can recover from a breakthrough case of COVID nineteen. Uh, the show announced her diagnosis on Instagram Wednesday, uh, writing while continuing her health evaluations. Wendy has tested positive for a breakthrough case of COVID nineteen to allow Wendy time to quarantine, fully recover. And to ensure that our production fully abides by SAG after and DGA COVID protocols, I'll be back soon. Expect to begin on uh, June thirteenth, or I'm sorry, to begin the thirteenth season of the Wendy Williams Show on Monday, October fourth. In the meantime, repeats will be scheduled. Now, the Sun also reports that shortly after the announcement was made, the NYPD was called to the talk show's high-rise building uh, to assist a 57-year-old female that matched her description ah. for quote psychiatric services. However, a police spokesperson would not confirm if the woman was Williams or not. So, huh. I don't know. 
but she may have been uh, checked out for one reason or the other. I'm not sure. Uh, Michael K. Williams from The Wire was uh, laid to rest on Tuesday. Um, the private funeral service was held at uh, Stevens Episcopal Cathedral in Harrisburg. Oh. Uh, about 150 family and friends attended the service, including celebrities like Queen Latifah and Williams The Wire castmates Andre Royo, who played Bubbles, and Felicia Pearson, who also uh, doubled uh, as a pallbearer. According to reports, Williams' final resting place will also be in Harrisburg, where his mother, Paula Thompson Williams, has been living for over 20 years. Uh, he was, if you missed the story, he was found dead last week in his apartment. Uh, he was 54 years old. All right. Reba McIntyre was rescued from a second-story window by firefighters after a building stairwell collapsed. Whoa. So we've had a couple of stairwell stories and staircase stories. You had one yesterday in the Bizarre File about yeah. one that a guy fell through and died. Yeah, it was a, it was a professor in, right. in Boston, and, and uh, there, were, there were steps that either, I, I think they were missing, and it was closed, and right. he didn't know it, and he stepped through and died. Uh, so the stairs connecting the second and third levels crashed on top of the stairs beneath them. Nobody was killed in this accident. Right. That's miraculous. It is. After the collapse, uh, McIntyre and others touring the building <clears throat> were trapped on multiple floors. A video of Reba being uh, evacuated via a fire ladder from the second floor uh, has been viewed. Uh, McIntyre tweeted about the incident <laughs> Wednesday. Uh, writing, well, my team and I were at uh, Otoka, Oklahoma yesterday, checking out an old historical building. A staircase collapsed. Thankfully, no one was seriously injured. Uh, we were safely evacuated from the building thanks to the quick responses from the fire and police departments. There's a great shot of her standing in the this open, what used to be an access to a staircase. Right. You know, and she's like, okay. Uh, Kobe Sherrill, who was visiting the building with McIntyre for a future project, said the stairs seemed weak, but we did not realize how weak uh, it was until several people had gone down it, and then we heard the crash and saw the stairs fall. Do you remember, was it here, it was uh, a series of fire escapes with, um, you know, sort of the landings at the top. People had congregated on one. I, for, this, I don't remember that. And. There were maybe four or five stories, and the top one pancaked down on all of the ones below it, and there were people on all of them. I remember oh, that story. Yeah, get killed? Yes. Oof. Yeah, yeah. Man. Uh, six other people were removed from the building along with McIntyre. One person was taken to the hospital with minor injuries. Bella Hadid shared a photo of herself getting vaccinated, uh, taken on August 6th in response to fans who assumed that she skipped the Met Gala because... She didn't meet the COVID-19 uh, restrictions for the event. She's our local Hadid, right? Um, or is it Gigi? Or is it Gigi? I'm not sure. Kathy, you wanted me to tell I, you yes. if if I had a Hadid story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> I forgot why. <laughs> you never told me. And this is this is all... Hadid alert? No, this is all connected to the, the same person. But a friend of mine got a phone call from Yolanda. Um, because she she suffered what? from she suffered from Lyme disease. Right. And Yolanda! Who did? My, Yolanda did? Or Yolanda, Yolanda did. She, she, has, she actually has like... Um, I know Yolanda! I think she has a book out case and she um, she kind, she didn't have any relief for years. She said she spent thousands of dollars trying to, oh, you know, wow. get some relief. And my friend is going through it and um, she has a, a terrible bout with it. Um, they can't get her any relief. It's it's actually really sad. So Yolanda reached out to her? Reached out to her and... I know and Yolanda! They have a mutual friend. They both get their hair done by the same person. They get their hair done at the same place? Reached out to her and was like, look, this is... what." happened to me i 
basically wasted so much money trying to find something that works. And she, uh, you know, told her what she did, and they sort of have been communicating. Has, has it, it been She's, working for your friend? So this this just happened. Right. Did I say this to you last week, yeah, Preston? So last week. well, that's very cool. I don't know yet what my friend has done, but yeah, yeah she reached out to her and was like, oh, "Listen, nice. I know the pain, and I know you know people go through this, and the doctors." Yeah, you know, try they put her on steroids and antibiotics and all this kind of stuff that's not working. And so, yeah, yeah she was just, trying to help her. It was I, I thought, you know, that's a nice story. That's yeah. a nice Hadid yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. no, that, it really that's is. a nice Hadid deed. <laughs> well, we all, um, you know, there was somebody that we all know whose brother was going through the same thing, but everything went misdiagnosed for years. Yes, and then he just posted on on Facebook. He's like. It's been Lyme disease the whole time. Yeah, right. Lyme disease ends up being the culprit a lot of times when you have one of these elusive sort of things. We had a conversation mm-hmm. last week about these yeah. these things that just, yeah. you know, they're, they're, it's you're sort of in a nightmare when you're dealing with it. Well, that was nice. It was a good Hadid. A good Hadid. A good Hadid done. So Yolanda did that, and Bella is vaccinated. So she just wanted everybody to be aware that that's not why she was away from the Met Gala. I know. I never even answered the question why we weren't at the Met Gala, but we'll get to that's yeah, another yeah. strange well, story. We'll have Lyme disease. Later. It's a long story. Uh, yeah, listen, next month you guys are getting the Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, Jennifer Aniston will not be attending the Emmy Awards this year. The morning show star told Jimmy Kimmel that she'll be skipping the event because she is concerned about the spread of the COVID-19 Delta variant. Uh, Aniston, who received a nomination uh, for the Friends reunion special, uh, said that executive producer and director Ben Winston will most likely accept the Outstanding Variety Special Award on her behalf if uh, they win, if the HBO Max special wins. Uh, oh, this is interesting. I, w- I want to see what you guys think about this. After 33 years of patiently waiting for all the pieces to come together, uh, famed Canadian filmmaker Ivan Reitman has confirmed that he will, in fact, be making a sequel to his 1988 buddy comedy, Twins. No way. Yes. And it's got an interesting twist on it. Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger, of course, played twins who were separated at birth and then reunited at 35. Joining the cast will be Tracy Morgan as the third long-lost Benedict brother. (laughs) No way. That's pretty good. (laughs) Playing triplet to DeVito and Schwarzenegger in a role that was originally pegged for Eddie Murphy. Okay, but uh, all right, so age-wise, that doesn't match up. What? Uh, are they the same age? No. no. Like the DeVito DeVitos. The DeVitos. <laughs> as if like, but, he, as if he the and great actor DeVito family. No, the, yeah, they, DeVito and Schwarzenegger are in Much the, older. Yeah. yeah. But maybe they use the same DNA from the okay. men. Okay. I, I don't know. So somehow or another, they'll make it work. <laughs> There's a, there was a running joke on 30 Rock for a stretch, Casey, with uh, with Tracy Morgan, and they couldn't determine his age. Okay. He was either 25 <laughs> or 55. Because it's Tracy Morgan, and you're yeah. like, yeah, we don't know. You know, so I think they can probably... Probably find a way to write it in and make it seem like he's the same age as Schwarzenegger. No, you're De- right. De- like De- maybe it was uh, test tube. Uh, yeah, you know yeah, okay. right. that makes more sense. According to Deadline, the forthcoming flick was just announced at the Toronto International Film Festival, where it proved to be one of the hottest packages at the annual event. Uh, directed and produced by Reitman, the aptly named Triplets will reportedly start filming in Boston this January. Uh, Reitman said Twins was quite successful, and some years later, this whole thing started with Arnold meeting Eddie Murphy, and the suggestion came from one of them. Um, and he said of the of the 1988 movie Twins, which came <laughs> af- after Stripes and Ghostbusters, but before Kinderco- Kindergarten Cop and Ghostbusters 2 in his lengthy filmography, Reitman says the team originally started writing a script with Eddie, but that after Coming to America 2 was released in March, the actor and comedian got fully booked up. And by that point, uh, they'd already made plans to start filming early next year. Interesting. 
Um, and so Reitman had said, I'd been good friends with Tracy Morgan for a long time, and I always thought he was one of the funniest men in the world. I thought that he would make a terrific triplet, and he rewrote the whole script for him. Yakety yak. Don't talk back. Uh, and he said, uh, now we'll go out and uh, try and put the money together and get it made. Um, that could be fun. Yes. Uh, when is Jason Reitman's Ghostbusters film coming out? Soon, right? Right? It's got to be Christmas soon, soon, right? Maybe. Why would they release that at Christmas and not Halloween? Do uh, You know, the way they're releasing things now uh, bears little resemblance to what it classically has been. Right. Right. Fall uh, of 2021. Okay. Ghostbusters. And by the way, one of the writers on Triplets is Josh Gad. Wait, fall 2021. This year. That's, now. that's right now. That's in the next uh, couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Did so we wonder, see it already? I wonder if <laughs> it looks like November. Uh, okay. Yeah, but Josh Gad, one of the writers on uh, Triplet, so that does, uh, yeah, shows promise as well. Nice. Excellent. Uh, yesterday, the trailer for Steven Spielberg's remake of West Side Story dropped. Did you guys get a chance to see I it? I did see it. Yeah. No, uh, I'm, a, I'm a massive fan of the original. Uh, but I uh, I thought th- this looks good. I got a little choked up. Yeah, on it, really. Yeah. yeah, just that song tonight, tonight, tonight. I was like, won't oh my be goodness. just any night. <laughs> Love against the odds, man. Absolutely, yeah. man. And you know, I don't give it away. Tony gets killed. <laughs> no. Why did you do that? Oh my. <laughs> don't want to give it away. Oh, did I? Yeah, I guess I was. Uh, so anyhow, the preview uh, clocking in at more than two minutes. Uh, in length shows a classical forbidden love between Ansel Elgort's Tony and Rachel Zegler's Maria. Uh, and Rita Moreno. Is this her singing? No, no. This no. is from the original. This would be the... Who did the voice work for? Um... No, but this this voice right here. So a few people sing. Uh, oh, the, yeah, this could be Rita Moreno. I, feel, I think it's Rita Moreno. Pretty that I hardly can believe I'm real. No, uh, this would be Natalie Wood's voice double, I think. Uh, Rita Moreno, who won an Oscar for her performance in the original film, also appears in this film, and she's definitely featured in the in the trailer. Yeah, she is. As well, she should be because yeah. she's phenomenal. And in the original, she's. Um, I mean, Rita Moreno is amazing. Yeah, you, you know, just yep. all the stuff she's done. Yep. Uh, let's see. How about this? Uh, Gwendolyn Christie, the actress, uh, she played, for those of you who watched uh, Game of Thrones, uh, Brienne of Tarth, uh, is set as a lead in Wednesday, Tim Burton's live-action Adams Family series for Netflix. God, maybe she'll be there, the female version of Lurch. She's huge. <laughs> She's gigantic. Yeah. Yeah. She was in the Star Wars films. She too. was. Yeah. yeah. She was in the... Man- was she in the Mandalorian, too? No, no. She was in... No. Uh, what I've lost. Rise of Skywalker. Maybe. I think it was Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, Last Jedi. Uh, Deadline reports that the Game of Thrones alum will play Larissa Weems. Okay, the principal of Nevermore Academy. That could work. Who has an axe to grind with her former classmate Morticia Adams, played by Catherine Zeta-Jones. How tall is she? She's over six. She's got to be over she's, six. She's. I, th- I want to say she's at least six two. I'm kind of upset that they 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 uh, you know punched her clock in the uh, in the movie. She's six three. Wow. Um, because she was to have her be a Vader ish kind of badass yeah. was cool. You know. Uh, so she Jaina Ortega stars in the titular role of Wednesday, <laughs> uh, while Louise Guzman is set to play Gomez Adams. Can't wait to see that. Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon have big plans for the future of The Morning Show. 
Uh, the duo recently told E! News Daily Pop that they want to do a big celebrity interview on the fictional news show. Aniston said she'd love to do a meta interview with Julia Roberts, with Witherspoon adding that they should have four glasses of wine and then interview celebrities. Uh, the second season debuts uh, on Friday, by the way, uh, yeah. tomorrow. On uh, Apple uh, Apple TV and new Jed Lasso tomorrow. Yes, there's a there's a word that uh, like meta. It, it's kind of, for me. It's like sublime. Like I, I don't. Met, meta I never know what it means when because oh, you don't is know so, what sublime means. Sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. But right now I don't. Sublime <laughs> is wonderful. Yeah. Okay, perfect. That's, all right. Uh, so it, now it, I know. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but like it's it's one of those words where I'm like I don't. I I would never use it because I'd be like, oh, am I using this wrong? I'm, I'm totally using this <laughs> yeah, wrong. Yeah, right? So I was meta. assumed meta means um, very deep, very uh, focused. Um, yeah, it's also like breaking the fourth wall too. Right, so like self-referential. Having, so in in Ocean's Twelve, for example, it's funny that you brought up Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts plays Julia Roberts in Ocean's Twelve, and then there's inside jokes with Bruce Willis playing Bruce Willis, and all these other actors are playing regular characters, and so. The version of Julia Roberts in Ocean's Twelve is kind of meta, and Wait, so if she, isn't she the love interest in Ocean's Eleven? Yes, and so she's the and then they use her to play her in Ocean's Twelve. There's this setup of bringing Julia Roberts to Rome. I don't even remember that part, part no. of the plot. Do you know what sort of sort of meta is uh, the Deadpool series? Okay, it's, it's oh, con- that's very meta. Right, yeah. so it's, it's constantly it's knowing. Yeah, it's, it's, right. it's a knowing okay. look, a knowing nod, and yeah, mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds. A lot of what Ryan Reynolds does is meta. All right. Yeah, here's the the actual definition of a creative work. Uh, It's an adjective. It says referring to itself or to the conventions of its genre, self-referential. So it's like Metamucil. I'm always aware I'm pooping more than I would normally. Okay, so you know that's going on. Exactly. Speaking of which, Metamucil... Everything was off the uh, shelf at the CVS the other day. You need a hookup? It was all gone. You need a hookup? No, I just, I'll I'm go back. I have, enough for the rest of the, I have enough for the rest of the week. But I was like, how can all of the Metamucil be gone? What the hell happened? Every single bit of it was gone. When it works really well, you know what it feels like? It's sublime. <laughs> You're abs- oh, my gosh. I should show you a picture. Thank you for circling yeah, this back go. around, Nick. Um, I have one more story. Anthony Mackie, who we love to death, Captain America has lined up his next big non-Marvel role, signing on to star in Sony's upcoming live-action Twisted Metal TV show. Uh, written by Deadpool's Rhett Reese, very meta, yeah, uh, and Paul Wernick. Uh, the series will adapt the long-running series of PlayStation Automotive Combat games in which a variety of psychopaths blow up world landmarks in their souped-up cars in exchange for a chance to be granted their greatest wish. You ever play that game? I did not. A lot of fun. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, Complete Carnage. will star in the series as John Doe, uh, dropped into a plot which seems to have been loosely based on the frequently con- convoluted plot lines of the game. Character's name and his affliction of amnesia seems to draw from uh, 2001's Twisted Metal Black, in which a similar character competes in the tournaments in order to find out who he really is. But mm. certain elements of Reese and Warnick's script are definitely new, including the revelation that Mackie will be playing a, quote, smart-ass milkman in the series. Yeah, that's one of the vehicles. Tapping into one of the uh, literature's greatest and most recurring archetypes. Uh, also, rather than just straight-up killing people with his milk truck... Uh, Mackie's Doe will be tasked with crossing the country while transporting a mysterious package. All right, let's see how they do this. Uh, yeah, so he- I'm interested. You know, they—they they, I don't know if it was ever made, but there were there was talk years ago of taking a game that I really enjoyed called Spy Hunter. Yep, uh, and uh, it was. Um, uh, 
Dwayne Johnson was going to be a part of it, and they were going to do the deal. And I think they've done it a few times. What was the, uh, from Breaking Bad? Um, oh, Aaron Paul? Yeah, he was in the uh, video game. They were trying to ramp it up for uh, to compete with the Fast and the Furious. Right. And I'm having a brain fart on the game series, but it didn't do too well. It's always, Need for Speed, that's it. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's always hit or miss. All right, uh, we're ready to move on to clips, if you will. Everybody's talking about Jamie tells the story of a 16-year-old misfit boy who dreams of becoming a drag queen. We have the stars on. We in, did. In this clip, Max Hardwood recalls an exciting day on set. Here we go. We did a, a street party, which is full of, like, thousands of people that were invited to Dillon's Avenue in Sheffield. And we were driving down the street in a in a limo, and people were screaming, and, you know, there were drag queens there, and boys, girls, um, and everything in between, and it was just such a, um, a beautiful reminder of what we were doing and how many people that it could potentially touch. Uh, everybody's talking about Jamie is now streaming on Amazon Prime. Here's the next clip for you. Scenes from a Marriage is a reimagined version of Inger Bergman's 1973 miniseries about a deteriorating partnership. In this clip, Jessica Chastain explains why the show is a must-watch, modern-day love story. I think it's beautiful at the end where, you know, there, there's so much love there, but it's but it's not possessive and it's not ownership. And you're not forcing anyone to be something inauthentic to who they are. It's very pure at the end. I don't I don't want to I don't think I want to see it. Uh, so Oscar Isaac is in this movie too, I believe. Yes, yes he yeah. is. And so there's a, uh, there's, I guess they were at the, at an event, a yeah. red carpet event. Did you see the yeah, slow down? Yeah, I did. They're posing for pictures <laughs> and she's got her arm kind of draped on him and he is like caressing her arm oh, yeah. and he turns and looks at her and has this most passionate, I mean, he's a stud to begin with. Uh-huh. He is. And has just <sighs> this uh, like I, uh, you know, uh, he like kisses her arm. He kisses wow. her arm in this real seductive mood. I mean, it's like right out of Hollywood. No, it's super sexy. So they it were comparing is. it to the uh, Bradley Cooper Lady Gaga duet during the Oscars. Yeah, and it kind of like almost licks yeah. her armpit at one yeah. point. Yeah, it's, it's pretty hot. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I think he was just trying to crack her up, Casey. You know? Oh, okay. He's uh, trying to have she, some and fun she with was her. she was yeah. laughing yeah. about it. She she got a kick out of it. So, but this this glare. <laughs> we need to see this. Slow yeah. video. I'll show it to you if you can find a case. <laughs> uh, Scenes from a Marriage is now streaming on HBO Max, by the way. And that is what we have in our entertainment report this morning. All right, so we're going to take a break because we want to make sure we stay on time. In less than an hour, your first chance to win 500 and maybe $10,000 happens this morning. MMR's Money Clips. Uh, we're also going to have the daughter of Don Knotts on. Legendary actor. Multiple Emmy Award winner. And uh, Karen Knotts has written a book about his life. So we're going to talk to her, and I'm interested to hear the stories. We'll take a break and be back in just a sec, so stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Foo Fighters. Aaron Jones. Billy Idol. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. We have ample opportunities for you to win some of that money this morning with MMR's Money Clip. First time will be at 8 a.m. It'll be along before you know it. And, uh... <laughs> 
We'll have that coming up. Where did everybody go? We, we're the only ones in the studio it's right literally now. Literally, me well, and you, Steve. You sent Casey out on a mission, so we yeah. understand that. And then uh, we're supposed to get a look at uh, MGM Insurance Group traffic. Kathy actually goes out and looks at the streets. Want to take a guess as to what's going on there? <laughs> Why was out trying to figure out what was happening oh, on the street? Yeah, she was in at the, the traffic. Yeah. The building has a crow's nest. A lot of okay. people don't know that. All right. What's up, Kathy? <laughs> I was in the crow's nest. I'm sorry. Uh, Route 38 in Marstown, uh, eastbound between Mount Laurel Road and Martyr Avenue. We've got a closure, and this is because of an accident with a vehicle fire. 55 northbound jams north of Deptford to 42. 95 southbound jams caught men through the bridge and then slow again the Betsy Ross Bridge to Girard. The Vine westbound slows the Ben Franklin Parkway to the Schuylkill. Schuylkill Expressway eastbound backing up Montgomery into University westbound city out to Belmont and then again at 202. 30 bypass eastbound at 113. There's an accident off to the shoulder. It's jammed back to 340. This traffic report brought to you by... Insperity, providing employee benefits, HR technology, payroll, and scalable HR services for 30-plus years. Insperity, HR that makes a difference. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right, thanks, Kath. What case? Well, I know you kind of need to gather your thoughts here. Can I tell you guys about something? Because you had said crow's nest, and it, and it made me think of something um, All right. that I wanted to tell you guys about. Sure. It's, this isn't going to take a whole long uh, long time no. here, but I know that you got to get your stuff together. Um, no, give me time. Yeah. All right, so this light over here. Uh, uh, right out in front of the building. Uh, at Belmont and St. Asses. Okay. Yes. All right. I took a picture of it the other day, and it's still there. It's been there for weeks. The yellow light has, and you almost can't even see the yellow light anymore. It's got a bee's nest in it. Oh, oh. seriously? Like a straight-up bee's nest in the yellow light. Oh, I, I, I want to see it. I want to see it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a beehive. Uh, yeah. Beehive? Bee's nest? Yeah. Are they hives? Hive. Beehive. Yeah. A hive. Uh, here, so, I'll have to listen, I, I was actually just having a conversation about bees with a friend of mine. She had an enormous beehive uh, outside of her oh. daughter's window. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, outside. Yeah. Sorry, I was looking at the picture. Outside of her daughter's window, so much so that it was waking her daughter up. She could hear the sound of the bees. She could hear it. Wow. The guy came, treated it, um, said it was one of the worst that he had seen. Well, this and, is this is blocking the entire yellow right, light. Right. And so, but the guy said, um, and I forget what what she told me, but that this is the uh, one of the worst years for bees, huh. and that they should be gone in a couple of weeks. Like by mid October, they'll be gone, and we won't have this issue. And then, and then the murder hornets come in. Well, mm-hmm. speaking of bugs. We've made it through the entire summer without the Chinese lanternfly being a problem. And then uh, the last in the city. The last week, yeah, I was in the yeah. city yesterday for my doctor's appointment out so front I'm... here in this building, but but down at uh, where uh, Chop is and uh, Perlman Center. That's where I was getting my yeah. for my doctor's appointment. All over the sidewalk, yeah. really? right into the buildings. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, this I, was we've insane. had Nick. If, if I've seen. Two maybe in my backyard. Same, same exact way, Steve. I killed a couple of them yesterday in my yard, but it's yeah. nowhere near it, what it was two years ago. And I, ha- I agree. And yeah. I hadn't experienced anything like that except until yesterday, walking around the city, and it's mid-September, and all of a sudden they're an issue again. If I also uh, the cicadas, you know the, the yeah, the, yeah. what cicadas? Cicada Geddon. Yeah. Uh, my cat has brought two dead cicadas to the oh, back nice. door <laughs> this week. That, that's it. Okay, that's all, all right. That's all I've seen. But Nick, the, the lantern flies. It was a problem out in Montgomery County, right? And we saw none of it, right? right. And then it slowly moved its way out of Monco into Chesco, and then uh, and then it was in Delco, but it wasn't anywhere else. It's not in problem in Delco anymore. And now where it's in is Phil- it? In the city. It's in, it's in, it's in Philadelphia. In the city. Yeah. I mean, we when I was at the Phillies game in July, they were all over the place, okay. flying around uh, Citizens Bank Park and everything, sitting in the seats, sitting in. The, I was like, that is my seat, and I had to show me out to the ball game. One had a Yankees hat on. I showed him my ticket. <laughs> boo, <laughs> boo. <laughs> 
Wow. Do you get, uh, we give you, you enough good? time? You yeah, good? you got enough All right, time. All right, uh, I, I had to absorb this information uh, uh, last second. But, you just uh, read War and Peace. I did. Well, <laughs> almost. Are you know what a book report? <laughs> it's more uh, kind of like War and Peace, but it's actually the finalist for the National Toy Hall of Fame. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I love this. I do, too. This is always a fun conversation. It's nostalgic, and it makes you feel good, and uh, it's it's like a big, warm puppy hug. However, it made me a little angry this morning. Okay. How are the Cabbage Patch Kids not in the Hall of Fame? Not already in there? I I don't understand. All right. Well, well, there's a few others, I think, that would be ahead of Cabbage Patch that are on this list, but it's all, you know, subjective. Uh, By the way, the finalists were pulled from the thousands of nominations that the National Toy Hall of Fame receives each year. Anyone can nominate a toy in a panel of experts along with input from the public. Where does um, one? Where would one nominate the toy? Are votes uh, the three to be inducted. What's that? Do you nominate on this specific site or? or... I think so. I think All you go right. to the National Toy Hall of Fame. Uh, the 74 previous honorees have run the gamut from the simplest cardboard box and <laughs> stick. For the idiots. To the grand. Well, no, it's for the new kid. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, when I was a kid, you could turn anything into sure. a toy. Yeah. Uh, to more things like the groundbreaking Atari 2600 <clears throat> game system and universally known checkers, Crayola crayons, and marbles. Yeah. Uh, to be inducted, toys must have withstood tests of time and memory. Changed play or toy design and fostered learning, creativity, or discovery. So those are pretty much the requirements. So, so they go as old school as a stick and uh, then high-tech, you know, computers and game uh, systems. Correct. So right. uh, the winners will be inducted on November 4th. So here are the nominees. All right. Do we need a fanfare? No. All right. I think we're okay. You want uh, those Siberian throat singing? American Girl Dolls. Uh, which oh. were created in 1986, which, by the way. Okay, and and these are extremely popular. Yes, uh, in current day, but they're not. They're just as popular as the Cabbage Patch Kids. When yeah. did Cabbage Patch Kids debut? I'm going to get to them. All right, so they're on the list. Well, all right. Well, since Kathy's just bubbling, <laughs> uh, you don't understand. About this, this is making. I still have my Cabbage Patch Kids. Cabbage, my wife. So Cabbage Patch Kids were. Let's see. They were the must-have holiday toy in 1983. So they predate. The American Girl. God, and I wasn't even born when they but, were so popular. But they were launched in '79. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, launched in '79. You're yeah, right. They, yeah, you were born. Yeah, but so. man, because I, um, I, I want to talk about the Cabbage Patch, but like I didn't realize that the American Girl dolls were so young. They, I, I could have sworn that they were like they're around. part of American heritage. Yeah, yeah that it goes back. No, oh, really? no, but they are. They are wildly expensive. Oh, yeah. I thought they were they, much newer. There is a massive culture. We've talked about this based around them. There are cafes and yeah, that store, right? Hospitals. Hospital. Yeah. Do you remember the, the gynecologist? Do you remember the episode of Ted Lasso when they're referencing the? Oh American yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Like all the parents had died in a tragic <laughs> accident, and uh, it was a great <laughs> reference. I bought my goddaughter an American Girl doll uh, years ago when, yeah. when she was younger. And she, uh, she's such a sweet kid. She didn't want to tell me, but the, the doll freaked her out. So she like kept it like kind of hidden. like hidden, yeah. yeah. And then gave it away to somebody. And I remember like seeing her, and I was like, "Do you need any clothes for your American Girl doll?" And she was like, "Uh, I gave it to somebody." And wow. Was, and those things are not cheap. No, no they're, they're, not. they're expensive, and the we, clothes are expensive. We went through a phase at our house mm-hmm. as well for that, and it's just the stuff is now just sitting around. And yeah. I can see, it. though, because the, the, the dolls tend to look a little bit more accurate. Yeah. Right. And so that could be freaky. freaky. Yeah. Like the, Annabelle. The, Annabelle. <laughs> the Cabbage Patch, though, was such a huge, huge hit, and they smelled nice. They, they smelled, smelled like baby powder. They smelled like babies. And so... Yes, that was like that. fight over them at the store during Christmas. Right. Oh, there were, yeah. there were bulls. 
They the, the, released new ones. Kathy, that, that Schwarzenegger movie, uh, uh, Jingle, Jingle All the Jingle, Way, that, that, that is predicated on, on those famous toy store brawls right, over yeah. Cabbage Patch dolls. But the cool thing about Cabbage Patch, they all had Xavier or whatever the guy's last name's. Uh, on the butt. They all had a tattoo. <laughs> they were all branded. <laughs> yeah. the, oh, the Cabbage Patch dolls were part of the Nexium cult. But wow. so, so I have a very vivid memory. Of, I got my first Cabbage Patch doll. I couldn't wait. I was 10 years old. I got him for my 10th birthday. I, you, know, you get the birth certificate, and I was able to rename them, right? So you, you send that thing, and you get the birth certificate back. And uh, So mine was named Casey Jr. I was so excited <laughs> to get this thing, right? And you, you, the, the Cabbage Patch doll. The Cabbage really? Patch doll. I was so yeah, I, yeah because yeah. it was the thing. I was 10 right. years old, too. Right. It was the thing. It was the thing that everybody had and whatever. Uh, my neighbor across the street, um, and I'm going to say your name. Your name's Wayne, and you're a piece of trash because he called me the slang word for a gay person. Because you had a doll. Because I had a doll. He was an adult, Kathy. This dude oh. is probably oh. like 30 years old. Called me, and I was so happy about having this oh, thing for my birthday. That's terrible. And he called that's me terrible. that. I terrible. What a jerk. How what old a, were you? And how I was old were you? Ten years old. Ten years old. And it was my birthday. <laughs> What a dick. What I a know. Dick. I know. But like, oh my God. Where's that dick now? Yeah. I have no idea. Wayne. Right. Terrible yeah. person. How many times you ask that question in your life, Kathy? <laughs> <laughs> God, where's that dick now? When I, I need it. <laughs> there are so many dicks that I'm wondering where they are. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, back to toys. Uh, oh, right. toys. Yeah, back to toys. So, Casey's in therapy now. American Girl dolls. I'm, I'm out of it okay. now. I'm out of it. That guy is a jerk, by the yeah. way. Uh, Cabbage Patch Kids. Battleship is on the yes. list. I loved Battleship. I still love Battleship. So listen, you know how much I despise board games, but I did enjoy <laughs> well, I, I did enjoy that. There's guns and Battleships. battleships. Do, you remember, yeah. do you remember when Electronic Battleship came out? I yeah. do. It was now, awesome. I was a little bit older, uh, but the uh, when that came out, but uh, it was very cool. I had it. You'd hit the button yeah. and it would go <laughs> and if it hit, kaboom! You're like, yes! What they should have done is they should have played the sounds of like screaming people. Yeah, yeah burning. <laughs> Burn victims. Uh, it holds up. I played it with my nephew uh, not yep. that long ago. It's still fun. It was just regular Battleship, too. You know, and, When and you love... find the Battleship, oh my, it's when a... you go on the street. Such a sense of relief. You hit the bow. Yes. Which direction is it pointed? Oh, yes. my God. It's so exciting. Yeah, right. I still figure that right. out. I remember playing my cousin in this, and he stacked all the ships on top of each other. That is cheating. You get one hit, though. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to take out everything. <laughs> um, by the way, I, I just uh, an addendum. I just realized that I had I literally had three neighbors named Wayne. So anybody <sighs> listening right now, it was not the father son Waynes. It was the other one. <laughs> so I'm like, just oh my, to clarify, just to clarify, because the other Waynes were darlings. Back to you, Preston. Casey has the wandering <laughs> mind syndrome this morning, which he gets from. It's it's always there, but sometimes yeah. it's a little more intense than others, and that's today. <laughs> it's like a police academy five. All right, uh, battleship. Then you have billiards, commonly known as pool in the United States. Huh. I uh, I'm not good at it, but I enjoy it. I love tremendously. Playing. I was playing yesterday. We have yeah. a pool table, yeah. and uh, my son uh, Carter has recently gotten back into playing, so I'm like, yeah, dude, because we haven't played in, in ages. Do you play? But I showed him a video. Have you guys ever seen a game called Three Cushions before, or Billiards? No. Uh, no. So there are no pockets, and it is absolutely amazing 
what these people that play this game can do with the cue ball. It's just called, no white, pockets, it's you called a white ball. Yeah, so what you have to do is you have to hit a certain amount of rails, and you have to hit, there are two balls, a yellow ball and a red ball, and you have to hit them in a certain order. Hmm. And they make the ball dance around on the table oh, like I have. you've never seen. Not just regular masses. No, yeah. But, I mean, doing these incredible combinations, it's it's just amazing uh, feats that they can play. And you can play that on a regular table? No, yeah, oh. it, there, there are no pockets. I got you, okay. Um, and so you got to fill those up with a custard. It's okay. crazy what they can do. All right, so you got to go get custard. But anyway, go, go, on, go on YouTube and search yeah. Three Cushion. Uh, mm. Billiards and watch what they do. This is nothing with the video that we're watching now is nothing compared to some of the stuff that are really good at it they can do. So my parents bought a house in 1980 and the house that they bought had a, a pool table in the basement and the previous owners did not want to move it. It was just too much of a pain in the ass. And so we inherited it, which was fantastic. We're like, awesome. We have a pool table in the basement now, except that the one right side of the pool table was warped really bad. Oh, you, <laughs> so, so you start, an issue. Yeah. So, yeah, but then you realize, Steve, well, if I hit it over that way, it's <laughs> sure. going to go down like a gutter. You use it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we had a home court advantage every time we play pool. I love um, I love pool. I love bumper pool. What is, is there a technical name for that? I never understood wh- how the hell do you play bumper yeah. pool. I always thought that was the worst game ever invented. Yeah. It was just... Because you could you couldn't shoot the they were really right. small yeah 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 uh, so I never really knew how to play bumper pool uh, but nonetheless uh, billiards is on this list for the toy hall of fame uh, then you have the Fisher Price corn popper that was oh, a yeah. standard yeah yeah for yeah little what bitty is that? kids it's like a lawnmower corn popper oh, right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so annoying uh, yes <laughs> it made that racket uh, uh, but as a little kid that's one of the earliest toys yes. I remember I, I had they have they ever flirted with the notion of actually making the wheels create heat and actually turning it into a corn popper Ooh, that's a good idea <laughs> actually pop corn yeah all right also on this list for the uh, toy hall of fame is mahjong hmm. Uh, the gambling game uh, originated in China, became popular in the United States in the 1920s. It's with the tiles, right? I bought a Mahjong set uh, when COVID hit because, you know, we started yeah. playing board games and things like that. What do you in- think? The intention of learning it. I, we never got around. We never opened it. So it's still sitting there, and I do want to learn it. Mahjong is the classic game for 65 and older. You know, like, yeah, like, like sitting like, in Fort Lauderdale or, or, or whatever. Or, yeah, yeah. All of those kind of, yeah. Let you bring the come over with Run some, I got some nice piece of fruit. But uh, but I like tile games. There's a game we play called uh, Rummy Cube. I've, I've had uh, Casey play. It's yep. a really fun game. Yeah. And Mahjong looks similar to that, so I do want to learn this. All right, here's one. Masters of the Universe. Oh. Yeah. Oh, She-Man, we, She-Ra, and all oh that. Oh, my gosh. That's not in either? No. Mm-mm. So the action figures. Correct. Yeah, okay. Well, wait a second. So, but you're you still, you know, the, the, it's... It has the potential to get in and no cabbage patch. Man, I had, uh, what did I have? I had Mechanek. Uh, I had the battering ram guy. Kinnicky. I had Kinnicky. <laughs> yeah, this was, Steve, these action figures were uh, equivalent to the cabbage patch because yeah. they're my brothers. Like, right. that's, oh, they yeah, had yeah. all the He-Man. Super power. Yeah. Uh, Our dog ate Beastman and pooped his head out. <laughs> we had Skeletor, but we had... We had uh, Castle Grayskull. Or you had Castle Grayskull? Oh hell yeah! Oh, oh that God. was amazing. Yeah, we were big He Men boys in our uh, in our household. Well, Kevin up. Smith clearly, yeah, another one. Yeah. He's produced the uh, showrunner for that Netflix series. Orko. What did he say by the power of Grayskull? Yeah, I have the, the power. power. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I am the god of hellfire, <laughs> and I have the Kaniki action figure, <laughs> and I bring you Shira. <laughs> um, also on this list is the pinata. That's not it. And that's a classic. It's, yeah. it's, it's way down. dates yeah. back to the early 13th century China, believe it or not, but it's associated so, with Mexican culture. I would consider it, it is a game that pays off Yeah, if you win. Yeah. 
So, and it also has created the largest repository of parents getting hit in the nuts. Yep. Uh, videos on AFV. And also tons of stories of parents who didn't know that you have to fill it with the candy. Right. <laughs> I have seen that too. But uh, yeah, it, I guess if done correctly, you're supposed to be blindfolded. Right. Uh, you have you a stick. Around. And I don't know how many swings you're traditionally allowed to do. We would always, you know, have kids step up. And I think we, we did away with the uh, with the blindfold, and this was at my kid's birthday party. Right. You just come up and you take one swing, and then the next kid goes, and the next kid goes. That way you're not having to take the blindfold off and put it on the next kid. And hang hey, on. spin them around. Oh, Marissa does this thing at their tailgate parties, I believe. That's what I was going to say. Every Ooh, that's squeaky. Um, every uh, home tailgate at our um, tailgate, at, at our <laughs> RV, um, somebody designs a pinata that looks like the opposing team. So, you know, uh, it's easy to find, like, a cowboy. There you go. Are they, like that. they're making them... Uh, they're homemade pinatas? Well, no, we usually take the pinatas and then alter it somehow. Okay, okay I got you. Yeah, like I didn't know if like they that. really did the paper mache and, and exact uh, replicas of players. No, yeah. no, we have well. fun with it. But it has become kind of a tradition, and people like start creeping around about 20 minutes before kickoff. Oh, well, that's nice. Before. It's pretty cool. And it's usually filled with booze. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, isn't the, it, it, I, the pinatas I've encountered in my life are always filled with very crappy candy? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. It all depends yeah. on who, on what you uh, put who in, fills who's, it. Yeah. Who's doing it. Yeah. You can get the pre filled ones now, though. That's probably what I was dealing with. Marissa puts booze in hers. Uh, all right, here you go. The game Risk mm. is on the list. Never played it. Uh, I played it. I hated it. <laughs> really? I'm surprised. It is a game it is a game of well, world, world domination. domination. I played with the valedictorian of our high school. You should play with your boys. And he destroyed me, and I hated it. It pissed me off so bad because he beat me like three games in a row. It's Didn't funny, you flip the board? <laughs> I flipped the board, yeah. and the pieces are tiny, and there's thousands of them. Yeah. <laughs> And years later, I was I was finding those uh, pieces. <laughs> uh, you like Catan, and I do as well. Settlers, and so there are elements of Catan uh, that are also in Risk, and it's yeah, it's it's a strategy game. Um, Think Steve, of this as Chris Catan. <laughs> Steve would hate it, and uh, but yeah, I, I loved playing Risk growing up. Uh, Nick on this list, the Settlers of Catan. No kidding! Oh, yes. wow, that's a pretty quick. How long has that game been around? Then? It's been around for a fair amount of time. Has I, it? I don't know how many well, years, but why is it such the buzz game now? Well, we just discovered it as a family that, uh, last year, mm-hmm. and we play it almost every week. It was a pandemic game for us. Yeah. It was literally sitting at home on a Friday night and not going that anywhere. Was, that was the big massage It, it on couldn't this? hurt, yeah, because, I mean, I, I love playing it. My son does. My girlfriend does. I am terrible at it. I always lose, but I, I have so much fun. And when I win, oh, my oh, God. I hate it. It's such a, yo, Steve, you wouldn't make it three minutes in. Wow, it came out in 1995? Huh. Yeah. And they're already considering it for this? And That's Kathy's a, cabbage patch yeah. doll just sits there as much as I just love this game into its autographed ass. As much as I love this game, and I think it's it's almost a perfect game the way it's constructed. Uh, I I can't put it up the, uh, against no. these other things. Yeah, you yeah. Know? it's too new. Yeah. Um, also, here you go, Steve. Sand. Sand. Sand is on. The you list. eat sand. Yeah. <laughs> eat sand. Uh, but think about it though. As a as a little kid, the sandbox, the beach, yeah. sand castles, sand castles sand I mean, tunnels. It's pretty much when you have kids at the beach, you just go. There you go. See Play ya. with that. Go ahead. Play, Play with, with that. Play with the people on their blankets. <laughs> Try not to uh, eat too much. Go into the water. What was <laughs> the? Um, it was different colored. There's, there's a couple of different things. Talking about moon sand? With, with the, like moon sand, and then yeah. there were the different colored sands that you would do to make little... Like in sand the jars, art. like sand. Oh, in the jars. Yeah. Yeah. You can still do that. Right. Yeah. Uh, and there are some that I, that you put in... Uh, Quicksand. Like a dropper uh, or... or um, Yes, yes. You know what I mean? It yeah. almost looks like a, uh, something you'd squirt um, like syrup out of, like yeah. a... Like a yeah. 
like yes. a condiment. Right, exactly. I mean, we had, like a ketchup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kath, anybody uh, with children, do you guys have a sand table? We had a sand table, and it was a huge hit. We did, and yeah. It was just so, like, it was it easy. It had to be very structurally unsound. No, yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's, oh, it wasn't made of sand. No, no. it's not made of sand. It's it's a plastic table that it has actually different compartments. Yeah. So you can have like water, watery sand in one side. and then It's regular... pretty messy after a while. It, it does. Yeah. We, yeah. Have it outside. we didn't have that. Yeah. We didn't have... Oh, man, it was just... cool. Do was... you have a formal sand table for when you guys come by? <laughs> no, no. It was just all, it was all kids and all play. But right. it was a set it and forget it type of deal. Like Because we had it set up in our driveway and you just put the kids in front of the sand table and you wouldn't hear from them for a while. Uh, we did not do the sand table because it came it became an outdoor cat litter box it was disgusting it was um so we did a, we did the water table okay water table. it was just it was the same thing it like had water? little like windmills in it and uh. yeah and and you fill it with water and the kids it, you know instead of like getting into a baby pool uh oh, they would just kind of play this yeah. totally missed us yeah wow. yeah okay. the sand table that picture we have here in the studio is not the one we had Our, that ours. looks like a giant litter box yeah I'm surprised you didn't yep. have mountain lions coming down and take a dump of that. We had, we had the sandbox as kids. Right? We did. Oh, Kathy, we had my yeah, we father, one of his rare things of, of building stuff. He he built, you know, the bricks, the whole thing, put it together, and we were the super popular house because we had a full, built-into-the-ground, bricked sandbox. Yeah. All right, Kathy, as a mother and an anti-mess person, what are your thoughts on Play-Doh? Plato was always an outside toy. <laughs> you were they outside. they played with it, but okay. uh, outside they never played with it. Because it can get in the couch, it can get in the carpet. Oh, every, yeah. it, when Jace asked for Plato, she handed him a copy of the Republic. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I raised. He was kind of like, oh, I don't know, that's kind of messy. Let's do something else. <laughs> he, do you know that kid just started painting? He, I made him, do, I had him do uh, finger paints one right. year. He, I have pictures of him. He cried. Because it was so messy. Because it was all over I have to wash hands. my hands. It was all Look over what you've hands. built. Oh, 100%. I don't yep. want to play in the mud, Mommy. It's yep. going to ruin my slacks. All right, and the last <laughs> item on this list, uh, potentially for the Toy Hall of Fame, is the toy fire engine. Oh, oh yeah. Possibly yeah. the most thoughtful uh, Christmas gift I've ever received in my life was from my wife, and it was over 15 years ago. She got me a toy fire engine, and the reason being is because I told her when I was in kindergarten, the prized toy, when it was time for toy, you know, to play time. Sure. And the toys are, you know, scattered all around the classroom, and then when toy, when uh, playtime starts, you go and you grab your toy, and you spend, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, however long playtime was, and you play, and that's it. The prized toy was the fire engine. Not once, not did one you time it? did I ever get it. Oh. It has bothered me to this day. <laughs> was it a wooden... No, 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 it was metal. It was so uh, the metal. So ladder. I, I, I the loved it with the little crank on it and everything. Hook and ladder truck. Yeah. Oh man, did I so, love that? So Rochelle got me one for Christmas one year, and it was a big one, uh-huh. and it had you know battery powered, <laughs> you know, and all that stuff. Radio controlled? Not radio uh, controlled, yeah. but it had the it had the levers on it, and you could you know raise the uh, the. It was huge. You know, it was like the the you could raise the the. Uh, the ladder and, and telescope it and back and, and rescue your American Girl doll. It was great. It is fun when you have kids who are into the toys that you were into when you were a kid. And like when when Ben was into Hess trucks, and I'm like, oh my god, we can do one of these every every Christmas. It's it's pretty badass. I love those. Tr- I loved the um. I love the Tonka stuff. Oh, uh, I love so the big 
I love the big dump truck. Do you remember they had a uh, in the commercial an elephant stand on the, dr- yes. on the dump truck yes, to show you how, how durable the <laughs> oh, toy Tonka? was? Yeah. 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 yeah, Tonka tough. I Why that was their uh, their uh, their catchphrase? Why didn't Tonka ever move into making actual dump trucks with their yeah. their construction capability? Yeah. <laughs> um, so the nominees have. I think there's more, but that's all they included on this particular list. Uh, but the winners will be inducted on November 4th, so I'm sure we'll, we'll probably have an update on that one. To be honest, I'm glad they've moved past a lot of the, the very, you know, like, stick, you know, air. You know, well, sand is the grass. one that, they, that yeah. they have on there that would fall into that category. Yeah. Um, but uh, but they've inducted a lot of those. Uh, so, yeah. you know, they've got other things to consider now. I'm surprised Catan, it's, you know, relatively yeah. young age. Yeah, yeah I'm surprised, it, yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, as much as I love that game, I, I probably couldn't vote it is, for it. Hasn't Donna Summer been nominated as well for the Toy Hall of Fame? No, she was in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But, right. uh, anyhow, I uh, thought that was an interesting look at that. Listen, we need to take a break, right? Oh, yeah. Because we've got, uh, uh, we got money to give away. Yeah. Uh, so why don't we come back in a second? I apologize to those on hold, and I would love to have talked to you. Bob says he tells his grandkids that all he had was clothespins to play <laughs> <laughs> when he was a kid. Yeah. Which, uh, clothespins were fun. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second when we return bizarre foul and your first shot of many to win five hundred dollars today with the mmr money clip stay with us to be our back like the preston and steve show podcast well check out mmr's other audio on demand at wmmr.com or on mmr's mobile app 93.3 WMMR presents Money Clips. Wow, we have a lot of clips. Your shot at stuffing 500 bucks in your Money Clip seven times a day. Weekdays at 8, 10, and noon, as well as 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. We'll play an audio clip from one of your favorite MMR DJs. So true, Jackson. And then give you a keyword. Text it to 45911. Or if you enter it at WMMR.com or our app, you'll also get entered for the grand prize. 10000 bucks. What the f***? See complete rules at WMMR.com. It's MMR's Money Clips from who else? 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wallet. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. And it's brought to you by Dermatology Associates of Plymouth Meeting, recruiting for Alopecia Areata Clinical Trial. Men and women 18 to 65 with current episodes of scalp hair loss lasting six months can sign up at Plymouth Meeting Dermatology.com. Uh, a man, allegedly... Defecated in a grocery store freezer on Sunday night. This is in Oklahoma City, and a woman who was shopping accidentally put her hand in it. Reaching for groceries that were covering it up. Oh, dear God. Shirley Wright Johnson uh, said... they just store the ice cream loose now? In a video of the incident, I pick up a bag of pizza rolls, and there is literally S. Human S. Excuse my language. 
Uh, these, a Sunday trip to the store for she and her kids turned out to be more than what uh, the more the, the mother bargained for. She said, Jesus. I was upset. I was disgusted. I feel like I was violated. Johnson said she is still trying to comprehend what happened while picking up the bag of pizza rolls in the freezer section. She said, I grabbed the bag. I felt something smushy on the bag. Yeah. Oh, my God. God. Oh so I turned it over, and there it was. So there's, there has to be some sort of security footage of a guy taking a dump in the freezer. There is footage. Police <laughs> said it was human feces. Wright Johnson said there was another bag of pizza rolls that had been placed on top of it, covering it up. Uh, she said, I was so disgusted, I was almost in tears. Uh, Lieutenant Kyle Johnson with the police said that they want to talk to the man that's seen in a photo that they got from a video. Uh, he said that individual was an observed Went to the cooler section where he proceeded to defecate inside one of the coolers before leaving the business. You had you had, had to have waited to the perfect moment right. to open the freezer door, pull your pants down, stick your ass in there. It requires work. And then squeeze one out all in enough time to get it done and move on before someone came down the uh, the aisle. My question is, Preston, was this a freezer the kind of which you open from the top and slide across? Oh. Or was it one you know, where you could actually get up on the edge and crap into? Or was he crapping directly into the shelf? Of I, think, the I think it was a shelf. I think it was a, just a, uh, a door wow. that you open well, up. So, he kind of deserves an award. Uh, yeah, so uh, the man was also allegedly taking pictures of female customers while inside the store. Oh, boy. Uh, Wright Johnson said that she immediately alerted uh, the employees, cleaned her hands, and headed home with her two kids. That she was in the store, she said, I bleached my hand. I disinfected my hand. Jeez. All the way home, the kids were like, Mom, I can smell it. I can uh-huh. smell it. And I said, I smell it too, baby. So uh, they're trying to track down the guy who crapped <laughs> in the freezer section of the grocery store. In the freezer section. Wild monkeys could easily break into a U.S. Army base in Japan, officials have said, in a warning to personnel in a, camp, in a social media post. Camp Zama is once again facing the real risk of being breached by monkeys. All right, my monkey brethren, we go at dawn. In a uh, Facebook post, uh, the United States Army Garrison Japan warned people to stay away from the monkeys and that they uh, and that they could enter Camp Zama. The statement read, To our Camp Zama community, please be aware uh, that the officials have had reports of wild monkeys in the wooded area just northwest of Camp Zama. Hey, hey! It's the monkeys! <laughs> in between the 900 area housing and the airfield. Officials are warning that the monkeys could easily enter the insulation as they have previously. Do not try to approach, feed, or even make eye contact. <laughs> and please ensure that your children get this message. Here they come, walking down the street. Uh, Japanese officials say it's not uncommon to see wild monkeys and that they will likely leave the area quickly as they prefer to avoid human contact. Yeah, that's what they always say. <laughs> Keeping an eye, to, uh, eye out on them. All right, this is a messed up story. This is in San Francisco. A mass transit passenger was dragged and killed by a train departing the Powell Street Station as she was on the platform, but her leashed dog remained inside the car. Oh, Oh, my God. The San Francisco medical examiner identified the woman as Amy Adams, not the actress. Adams had a, a dog attached to her waist. And it boarded a train on Monday in San Francisco. But at the very last second, right as the doors were closing, she disembarked, leaving the dog inside the train. Adams also appeared to be waving at someone. Officials said the train left with the dog inside, and the woman was dragged and pulled onto the track. The dog was not injured. She was killed. 
Officials said that there was no visual indication the dog was a service animal, but that's under investigation. God. Uh, the Transit Authority allows leashed or harnessed service dogs on trains, while all the other animals, including non-service dogs, must be in carriers. Heather Griffin was at the station after the tragedy occurred. She saw a woman named Angela holding on to a German shepherd, which was wearing a service vest but had no collar or tags, which she said belonged to the woman. Angela said that she had a really bad feeling, and so she ended up bringing the dog to the station agent, who then returned it to Adams's roommate. So Ugh. that is just messed up, dragged to death. What a nightmare! By a train, and they're they're investigating why the train didn't stop and all this other stuff, but it's just messed up. Uh, an intoxicated woman who also tested positive for COVID nineteen is being accused of biting a medic while in her treatment room. On September 4th, Elizabeth Wilson was an intoxicated patient at Memorial Hospital who also tested positive for COVID-19. A medic was trying to keep Wilson in her treatment room, but Wilson refused. I know. She was combative and argumentative, and it took multiple people to try to restrain her while doctors ordered a a head-all shot to calm her down. Uh, While trying to restrain her, Wilson allegedly bit the medic on his arm, breaking the skin. I don't think COVID is like AIDS. No, you can you know get it still. Who knows? I don't, I'm not sure about that, but nonetheless, I'm out of here. They're making a sequel to Twins. Uh, witness, <laughs> witnesses saw the incident take place, and pictures were submitted as well. Wilson is facing a charge of battery against a public safety official. What a lunatic! Yeah. All right, and then we'll do. Should I wrap up there? No, you can do one more. All right, one more story. Uh, at least 18 of the 20 gorillas at Atlanta's zoo have now tested positive for COVID-19, an oh outbreak gosh. that began just days before the zoo had hoped to obtain a veterinary vaccine for the primates. Uh, zoo Atlanta had announced the first positive test among the western lowland gorillas on Friday after employees noticed the gorillas had been coughing, had runny noses, and showed changes in appetite. A veterinary lab at the University of Georgia returned positive tests for the respiratory illness. Zoo Atlanta says <clears throat> the National Veterinary Services Laboratories uh, confirmed that at least four of the samples from the gorillas so far have tested positive for the Delta variant of the virus. And the, the gorillas were set to go to the Foo Fighters concert, too. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, the zoo says it is using uh, monoclonal antibodies yes. to treat the gorillas at risk of developing complications from the virus. Mm. Uh, officers say there is no evidence that the gorillas can pass the virus back to humans and visitors are too far away to be infected by the gorillas. And because they live close together in four troops, Zoo officials said it's impossible to keep infected animals isolated. They can't set them up in separate apartments? Nah, they won't do it. All right, and there you go. That's what I got in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right, you got just a couple of minutes left, maybe three, to get our keyword over to win yourself $500 for MMR's Money Clips. The word is celebrate, C-E-L-E-B-R-A-T-E. And you can text it our special contest short code number, which is 45911, or enter it on the app or at WMMR.com. It is celebrate. As we take a break, which is what we are doing right now, I actually have a digital download of F9, The Fast Saga. And I'll take callers number 12 and 13 at 215-263-WMMR. This edition includes the exclusive director's cut, uh, which is has more action, more laughs, and more family. Yes, in an extra <laughs> seven-plus minutes of additional content, which is available on digital now. I can't believe they put that in there. It's in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Callers 12 and 13, 215, 263, WMMR. Coming back in a moment. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. God, I love the Preston and Steve show. This is a great thing you guys are doing. 
This is Isaac with Daughter Disposal. I'm located in Birdsboro, Pennsylvania. I have 10, 15, and 20 cubic yard dumpster rentals. Give me a call, 484-374-3157 to schedule a delivery. I will take your load cheap. Have a good day, y'all. Next message. Hello, my name is Tara Duke. I am one of the co-owners of Off the Rail. We are a bar and grill located in Media, Pennsylvania. Our website is offtherailmedia.com, and you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We are media's only rooftop bar that offers outside dining, adult beverages, live music, sporting events, and private events. Come check out all the Philadelphia sports events on our big screen projector. We look forward to seeing you. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. Couple of real quick uh, shout outs. I uh, got this from, let's see, Matt Lindenloff, who says, uh, Good morning at Presbo, longtime listener, and I love you guys, but I hate to say it, I love my fiance, Megan Moore. What? We are high school sweethearts, and we are finally getting married Thursday, the 16th. That's well, today. Wow. The day before our 10 year dating anniversary. 10 years uh, of dating. She's the absolute greatest person that I've ever met on this planet, and I couldn't be a luckier man. Uh, you can give her a big juicy shout out for being so patient or tolerant of me for all these years. It would mean the world to us. Thank you, guys. You rock. DBH, Matt Lindenloff. So here you go. Good luck to you two crazy kids. By the way, for people who don't know, DBH, Preston means? Do bong hits. <laughs> That's what that means. Say normal salutation at a wedding. DBH. Yeah. Um, this is a sad one. Uh, I got this from Nicole. Uh, she said, I wanted to see if you could do a shard off my husband, Ryan. We lost our nine-year-old bully, Bronson, and it's been hell. They were inseparable when together, and to see him lose his best friend, our first fur baby has broken my heart. Could you do a shard out to lift his spirits? That would be awesome. Thank you so much. Love you guys, and love you, bub. And she writes, Big Belly Bertha Adams, he will know. So here's a shout out. Sorry, you guys. That sucks, man. It's the worst. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Um, it's horrible. Here is another one. It says, "I know this is short notice. Would it be possible to get a big shout out on uh, the 14th? I missed it by a couple oh. days uh, for my 56th birthday, and that's from Johnny C and Palmyra. He wanted one for his own. Uh, so there you go, shard Johnny out for you, C. Well, and then a quick butt plug, if you do not mind. I mean, you, 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 your rate of close to point of request." Though you always say you you can't do it, but your record's been pretty good lately. I've been, I've been trying. Yeah, I've yeah, been yeah. trying a little filing system. And well, it's I'm, it's I'm, it's yielding results. I don't want to encourage people because sometimes I'll get them like a month and a half right. in advance. I'm like, man, don't do that. I'm doing it. All right. Anyway, um, this is uh, hey, I'm writing today because much like you guys uh, do the camp out for hunger. My cousin runs a nonprofit mm-hmm. and work all year long to feed less fortunate families. The name of the organization is Honey's Angels. And it's named after my late Aunt uh, Helene. Uh, And she was uh, amazing. She was an amazing woman who would help anyone in need. Our kids, after her passing, took up her cause and created Honey's Angels to feed families all year long. As you probably know, Thanksgiving is also the busiest time. Uh, With COVID the last two, excuse me, years uh, hindering their fundraisers, which most consist of beef and beers. Uh, They focused on line to baskets and drawings. Uh, But you can imagine... um, that was uh, has hurt what they uh, they raise and are able to do. And I'm not asking for much, maybe just a reference. You can find them on Facebook, Honey's Angels. Uh, so every bit helps, and that's from John Jacobs. So uh, we'll send the butt plug out to that. 
And remind you that our own Camp Out for Hunger is coming up early this year. November 1st is when yes. that will be king of the day after Halloween. Screaming up on us. Yes. So yeah. it, it is a, a much bigger shift than, um, you know, than, than you might be thinking so um but we know you're going to be as generous as you always are and always make it a success yeah and uh, also so that um that last email was um uh, about a, a woman named helene and i just want to remind everybody that the mercanti cop helene mercanti who is uh jay wright's longtime assistant uh, unfortunately passed away yes. as a result uh, of her battle with cancer um so the mercanti cup is coming up and we started uh, i i've gotten um a lot of I'm sorry. Everybody that I've reached out to so far is going to do the Papa shot. Yeah, oh, so that's awesome. coming back, that's and, great. It, and it looks like uh, we're actually going to be doing it on site once again this year. I think that's so great to rename it in, in her honor. Yeah, it's just because she she was such a fan of the show and so awesome. Yeah. All right, and I have something uh, concerning uh, Jay Wright, which we'll get to a little bit later. I want to talk about something else right now. Uh, Rolling Stone. For the first time in 17 years, it's 17 years, I believe that they have redone. Their top 500 greatest songs of all time list. It's a pretty big deal. Yeah. It is. Um, Of all the things um, that Rolling Stone does throughout the years, I I used to be really into Rolling Stone, and then I just got bored with it. Yep. Uh, And... uh, this deal, I love their encyclopedia of of rock, yeah. and that, which is I don't think hasn't been updated in quite a while. But um, yeah, this is kind of stuff they do well. So they're they're the the list they came up with in two thousand four uh, was one of the most widely read stories in their history. Uh, but they says they said in this article a lot has changed since two thousand four. Back then, the iPod was relatively new, and Billie Eilish was only three years old. So we decided <laughs> to give the list a total reboot create the new version of the Rolling Stone 500. Uh, we convened a poll of more than 250 artists, musicians, and producers. Uh, and then they just uh, name-check a few people. It's it's all over uh, the place as far as who they uh, asked to get in. They also got figures from the music industry and leading critics and journalists. Uh, what they did is they had each of them sent in a ranked list of their own top 50 songs, and they tabulated the results. Nearly 4,000 songs received votes. Where the 2004 version of the list was dominated by early rock and soul, the new edition contains more hip-hop, modern country, indie rock, Latin pop, reggae, and R&B. And more than half of the songs, 254 in all, were not present on the old list. So well, it's That's substantial. Really, that's yeah, very substantial. Yeah, that's almost half. Or, yeah, that's more than half the list. So, um... The, a third of the top 100 are new songs. They're, and it's part of the deal. It's the love-hate relationship with these lists. Because, yeah. honestly... Someone says to you, give me your fi- your top favorite ten songs. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. And it shifts from day to day, from week to week, mood to mood. Right. Yeah, you right. know? I created a playlist called My All-Time Favorites. And right. I tried to, I've tried to search for the, my absolute most favorite songs. Um, and believe it or not, it's not a lot of, it's not a bunch of Rush songs. It's not a bunch of Beatles songs. It's just songs individually yeah. that for whatever reason strike an emotional chord with me or just make me happy or, or make me really, you know, uh, uh, emotional and, and, uh, maybe uh, you connect even to a little it. sad. You connect. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. There's so many people who dismiss those songs. I, I'm, I've never been a big fan of the ultra happy you know, um, and though there's some great ones that I love and I can get, I, I tend to tie into things that tie into an emotion. Right. And right. so you're right, Preston. They're ones that, that I, that would make my list where people go, well, what? Yeah. Uh, but that's, it, it, that's the subjective nature of music and why lists like this 
tend to infuriate people. Right, right, right. right. And uh, again, don't get pissed off. Don't get mad. No, like, it's, it's, you, it's everyone's choice. Yeah, and just like the songs that you like. And yeah. if it's not on the list, that's okay. And just it doesn't let, mean get anything. Get rid of polka, though, right? But I am very, very curious, Preston. I just want to see what the number one song is. Yeah, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to start at the top. Start at okay. the top. Because we'll never... Um, <laughs> We'll never get through all of these. You're the top 400. I had Connor uh, snag uh, the top 50 for me. So number one is Aretha Franklin's Respect. Okay, I'm okay with that. That's a great song. It's a great, I'm Um, not okay with it being number one. What I didn't know is it was originally done by Otis Redding. He wrote it. Yes, he did. I didn't know he had recorded it and done it before Aretha, and I haven't heard that version. Uh, But hers is just phenomenal. You know, okay, so here's an embarrassing, well, not really embarrassing, but... You would be surprised to hear me. So I also have a playlist that is essentially it's tearjerkers. I call it waterworks. Songs that will make me get get misty. Mm -hmm. Um, And believe it or not. Respect is on that? No, Natural Woman. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. Her vocal performance is just so... Right. Mm. Yeah. So it's, what it, it is, it's so like someone at the height only of only one can do that. Yeah, you're right. God given gift, Preston, that that is being Oof. used by a master. Um, when I listen to that, I tuck my genitals back and cross my legs. <laughs> yeah. Good idea. Yeah. I want to feel like that's a what I feel woman. like when yeah. I do that. <laughs> right. But uh, so yeah. All right. Number one is is respect from Aretha Franklin. I'm all right with that too. It's just when you hear that song, you sing along to I, it again. Great. Yeah, I wouldn't put it at number one, but I'm not mad at it being there. Well, all right, so this song's not even in the top ten as far as I can see, but uh, I, would, style? I would be, no, I would be okay if this was number one. Sweet Caroline. Okay. Sweet Caroline is one of those songs that just everybody knows, everybody, not, you know, well, not every, but I'm a just going to say, love it. a lot of people know it, a lot of people love it. When it is played, people sing along with it, no matter where. I don't know. Um, they flew over a, re- a remote Amazonian tribe and played it, and every, and all down there for the helicopter, and they all went, dan, dan, dan. I saw that. <laughs> so good. This, so is, good. A, this so is a group good. of people who have been separated from yeah. civilization forever. Right. Yeah. They thought the helicopter was a god. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, let me move on. Uh, number two is Public Enemy, Fight the Power. Nope. Um, good yeah. song, good song. You I just it, said, "Let the list be the list." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it is, and and it's been used. I think to, it was obviously used phenomenally well and do the right thing. And it is a powerful song. It is. It has a great statement. Its execution is solid. Yeah. Uh, but um, no. Uh, I, I, yeah. Again, I'm not mad. I'm not I'm mad. Not mad. There. It's a good song. I just wouldn't put it at number two. I don't hate the song. Uh, you, you know what I mean? This but is just what this is what the governing body. The governing body. The ask you. I don't know how they got there with that one though. How about this, guys? And p- put it in this perspective. If the beginning of "Do the Right Thing" began with "Sweet Caroline," <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> number three is Sam Cooke. A change is going to come. It's a great song. That is a great song. I can th- that can sit there. Okay. <laughs> Steve's seal of approval. Yeah. Uh, number four is Bob Dylan, like a Rolling Stone. I have I have Bob Dylan songs that I think supersede like a Rolling Stone. By the way, that was number one uh, in the last time they did this list in two thousand. What? That was the number one song. Wow. Yeah. They, Bob Dylan, uh, Bob Dylan has always been a darling of singers and songwriters, oh, yes. and uh, especially Rolling Stone. But this is the people that the the you know idiots two hundred and fifty <laughs> people over two hundred and fifty people that that came up with their personal. Top fifty. This is what it came out to. Do you know what I'd put uh, a Dylan? Another Dylan song that I think could could be ahead of that would be "Shelter from the Storm" or "Lay Lady Lay." Mm-hmm. Tangled uh, up in blue. Tangled up in blue. Yeah. Uh, number five is Nirvana. Smells like Teen Spirit. 
Um, that was obviously a groundbreaking strong song. A huge shift in music at that time. Casey, do me a favor before we get this. We have a, an isolated vocal version oh, yeah, yeah, of this song. Um, so, yeah, Nirvana, I expected Smells Like Teen Spirit to be near the top. Do you think but that is not your favorite Nirvana song? No, Breed is my Breed, favorite Nirvana yes. song. But that's not, you know, uh, it's a little edgier. And uh, uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit was so catchy. Uh, that was the thing. Is it catchy um, in a different way than what, that what preceded it? And that's why it was so groundbreaking because it, it became a hit with different chord progression, with different chords. Uh, you know, it was a newer sound, but I, I don't, I don't know why it's so groundbreaking. You're talking about smells like Teen Spirit, exactly. It, because it, it is also chord-wise, Preston. I think you'll back this up. It is a riff on the Banana Splits theme. <laughs> la 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 la. Right. La. La 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 la. Actually, that's a, a Bob. D- There's a Bob Dylan song that's uh, banana splits. Yeah 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 Number six on this list is Marvin Gaye. What's going on? Now that yes, I, that should be in any top ten. This is the one I wanted Casey to grab. Do you remember when we played this isolated vocal? It's unbelievable. This is mother mother. There's too many of you crying. Brother, brother, brother. There's far too many of you dying. One of the greatest singers ever, man. You know we've got to find a way to bring some love here today. Father, father. Oof. We don't need to escalate. You see, war is not the answer. For only love can conquer hate. I think if you're going to look for any a comparable vocal, you'd have to go to Kathy's Little Mermaid session. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the, I heard it through the grapevine. Isolated vocal is even better than yeah. that. Uh, or is it? Let's get it. On. Yeah, no, great. I have a grapevine. Let's get it I'll, on. I'll, I'll hear a little bit of that. So. Ooh, I bet you're wondering how I knew. About your plans to make me blue With some other guy you knew before Between the two of us guys You know I love you more It took me by surprise I must say When I found out yesterday <laughs> Damn, Don't you know that I heard it through the grapevine Not much longer would you be mine Chills when I if hear you that. could Woo. sing like that, oh. like I always thought, if I could sing like that, the, you know, you wonder though how they, life plays out. Would I be able to be as masterful playing the harpsichord as mm. I am? Probably they would I cancel think, each other. No, out. no, or, no or, I would it work both? Enhance, I would enhance right, it. Thank you. All right, so Marvin Gaye's What's Going On was number six. Number seven, The Beatles, Strawberry Fields Forever. Would now, you we, pick that as the highest ranking? Because right now you're saying that's the highest ranking Beatles uh, song on that list. No, I'd put Hey Jude up there probably. I'd put Hey Jude. I'd put I'd put in my life. Yeah, that, yeah. that's uh, one of the masterpieces as well. Uh, but this is what they voted on. So um, it's a great song. It's great, and it's an engineering masterpiece. Yes, I mean it was uh, the, the way they, they. If you've ever seen. Uh, documentaries on how they piece this song together. It's it's pretty so, incredible. So George t- Martin was a genius. Yeah, it, it's like building a computer out of uh, of uh, sticks and cardboard. Yeah, it? totally. Yeah. All right, uh, number eight, Missy Elliott, Get Your Freak On. 
I like Missy Elliott. I just don't know much of her material. I I, I know songs when I hear it, and I know that it's her. But I was not enough of a fan to know the hits and all the tunes. But yeah. uh, something about her, I like. I right? like her. It's yeah. fun. Again, yeah. do I think it's um, okay? Yeah, let it, it, like, you know. can keep it I there. The I don't even you could know. contact Rolling Stone and let them know they can keep it there. Okay, okay so you, do you guys know this song? Because yeah. I don't even like. I'm singing. Uh, get your freak on and get your freak. Is that? Am I yeah. singing that to a different song? No, no, that's Missy Elliott. It is? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it was a hit. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, look, is it a top ten greatest song of all time? I, I, I'm, uh, I'm, in my list? No. No. It's not my not list. Not on your list, yeah. No, it's the list of these um, five, uh, how many people? How many people? over 250. <laughs> that's ha- oh, that's half of 500. Yes. This I, is their list, and I, and I hate it because we have done on, like, social media, hey, th- yeah. this is my top five movies of all time. And then I put, you know, and then somebody's like, no. Uh, number three should be this. It's like, but that's your list. This is my list. This is their list. I right. understand. Yeah. They, they're, they're entitled to their list. Yeah. Uh, number nine on this list is Fleetwood Mac Dreams. Mm. Great song. Mm. Excellent now, song. if you were going to go with a Fleetwood Mac song to sit this high on the list, what would you go with? Uh, probably The Chain. The Chain yeah. is a great song. Mm. Um, Though I love uh, Landslide. Yeah, Landslide's yeah. a masterpiece, yeah. man. So they're all great. My so. favorite is Rhiannon. Rhiannon is great. God damn it, it's just a great band. God damn it. All right, let, let's move on. Number 10 is uh, number ten is Outcast with Hey Ya. Oh, my gosh. All right. Remember I'm, I hated that song? You yes, did? You did. I, oh. I loved it from the moment I heard too. it. Maybe the first 9,000 times. <laughs> it got beat down It got bad. so beat down. Yeah. And I, I still really can't listen to it today. Oh, wow. I, to me, it, it, it you want to talk about a feel-good song? That uh, will never lose its charm. Uh, that's this song. Yep. Like, um, Case, what was the one you mentioned earlier that you thought should, um, with the helicopter flying over the... <laughs> Sweet Caroline. Sweet Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> like, that same thing. I've heard that gazillions yeah. of times. The thrill is gone. But, no, no, no. But nope. for that one, like, yes, if a helicopter's flying over, and I'm, I'm going to also sing along to that. This okay. one, I have a different feeling. It's okay. just, I, I, I have to not hear it for, like, 30 years, and then maybe... <laughs> All right. Uh, if you're just tuning in, Rolling, Rolling Stone's top 500 greatest songs of all time. Yes. Chuck is so mad right now. He's texting me. He goes, if Imagine's not number one on the list, he goes, then then the the, the list is crap. And then he goes, yeah, Hey Ya is better than Imagine. <laughs> right. All right. So listen, this is, you know, this is a, a, a large group of people that voted. And, right. And that's, right. That's how this comes out. Number 11 is uh, the Beach Boys, God Only Knows. Love it. Uh, yes. Okay. That, uh, and if people, you know what? I think a lot of people, without doing the research, will be dismissive of the Beach Boys. When you're talking the Beach Boys, you're really talking Brian Wilson. Right? I think we have the lyrics only, or the vocals only of we, that we as do. well. We and do. Steve, that is a perfect example of when you talk about Brian Wilson and uh, the converse to what Mike Love was doing with hits and pop and yes. upbeat stuff and surfing USA and whatever. And then you get to Pet Sounds, which was mostly Brian Wilson, and it's deeper and it's more emotional. It's and, great. And, but it, and it's artier. But it wasn't they; those weren't hits. No, you know they you weren't know, nearly as no. big. But I do, I do have to defend the rest of the the. I know everybody says you know the Brian Wilson was the genius because he was and he yeah. wrote the songs. But without the harmonies, without without the without that uh, texture of those voices, they wouldn't. There's no exactly way they would have right. been the same. You're exactly right, and, and he knew that too. Yes. Um, number twelve on this list is Superstition from Stevie Wonder. It's right? hard to argue with That's that song. A great yeah. song, but, but there are other Stevie Wonder songs that I like a little bit better than that. But, really? Uh, yeah. 
Uh, huh. Superstition, yeah, that's not my all-time favorite. What's your favorite Stevie Wonder song, if I could even throw that at you? Man, oh, man. You know what always gets me every time? What? Isn't She Lovely? It's it's a beautiful song. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, and that one, I think of my daughter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, get, I get all choked up when I think about that. Uh, but I, I also love... Uh, Boogie on Reggae Woman. Yeah. It's just a fun song. Yeah. Um, man, what else is there? There's so many good things. Oh, I wish. Casey, you just pulled that one up. That's... This is a great song, man. It's such a great band. He's a genius, too. Uh, so, anyhow... That's number twelve. I want to get through at least twenty of these if yeah. we can, but right. we've got a we've got a guest coming up here in a little bit. Uh, number thirteen, Rolling Stones, "Gimme Shelter." Wow, what a great song! It's a great song. Uh, I'm gonna have to zip through these quicker. Right. I'm sorry. Uh, number fourteen, The Kinks, "Waterloo Sunset." What? Yeah, uh, hang on. What, what, how, it is a good song. I don't really. I'd have to hear it. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna play it for you. Waterloo. It's a, no, that's oh, that's up. I'm sorry. sorry. This is a band that I probably need to take a deeper dive with because they're great. There are songs that I didn't know oh. was theirs. The song that they play in Endgame when they're going to see uh, Thor, yeah, that's a Kink song. Yeah. This is a great song. I don't know this song. Listen to that stereo separation. I love that they do that. I do too. All right, uh, then you have another Beatles song at uh, number 15, which is I Want to Hold Your Hand, uh, the song that broke them in America. Yeah. Uh, is it my favorite Beatles song? Uh, I guess they're, they're, they're figuring the weight of it because it is that introductory song, as you're saying. Um, it's just, for yeah. whatever reason, they're in, on their top 50 list. That's how they uh, got these together. And I was reading a little bit about it, and uh, Nick Murphy took a dive. He was taking a... Um, driving trip and he's like you know what? i'm gonna take a dive on the beatles i'm gonna start from the beginning and he started listening to the first couple of albums and I, I don't think that was the right way to do it no. because it's all i love you i want to hold your hand she loves you you know all this stuff it's all uh lovey-dovey and stuff but paul in that uh, in that three two one uh documentary was like dude we were just writing songs we were putting a lot of deep meaning into them and a crap we load just, we were just cranking yes. out songs yeah and we were and also at the time we were writing to the girls you know uh, you're the a guy girls. in a band you want to get girls want to get laid but it was after that it was once they got to like rubber soul and stuff like that they were like okay we can do a little bit more with with our ability we wanted to have women touch our peepees <laughs> yeah that's pretty much it uh number 16 is uh beyonce crazy in love it's a good song. I don't know my Beyonce, so you, I You apologize. do know this song. You, you have a case? Yeah, we'll find it. We don't have enough time. I have the lyrics on my t-shirt. Right. 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 Unless, Case, you want to keep going until our interview. We can go, keep going until our interview. Should okay. we keep going until our interview? We're going to keep going until our interview. Blanket statement, Beyonce's overrated. Um, uh, by the way, Nick, a lot of people who are music critics and aficionados... Uh, would echo that she's so enormously talented. She I, is. I've yep. seen her perform, and uh, and but man, people idolize her, and uh, what she has brought to the table is not revolutionary. I think she's been bestowed a Diana Ross status. Yeah, that, oh, that uh, again. You know what I say? Massively talented. Get out of here with you. Get girls. out of yeah. here, you yeah. creep. Yeah. They, so you have, you have the you beehive. Bum. There's a woman, uh, an overweight woman in uh, Scotland who sits. She's part of the beehive, and she posts all these these photos. <laughs> On a Facebook page. I'm a uh, big fat lady in Scotland. 
<laughs> but she's got these. She is like an internet. I don't want to call her a sensation, but what does she do? Pretty, pretty. She just posts these photos of her like giving the double middle fingers to her neighbors because she sits in a lawn chair. Drinking giant beers, blasting Beyonce. Well, she's kind of like a neighborhood <laughs> yeah. menace. Yeah. yeah, she sounds great. Yes. <laughs> I, I, wow. I think the town should get together and murder her. <laughs> so that's at number 16. Right. Number 17, Trolling Stones updated top 500 songs, greatest songs of all time, which hasn't been updated for 17 years. Uh, number 17, Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. And that could be further up on the list, in my personal opinion. I agree, especially with its resurgence and its lasting power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when it when a song, on more than one occasion, jumps back up into popularity, that's pretty impressive. And it has. Mm-hmm. It I, jumped back up from Wayne's World. It jumped back mm-hmm. up from the movie from Bohemian movie. Rhapsody. Yeah, I could put that number one and be happy with that. Yeah. Yep, I could be alright with that too. Uh, number 18, here's another great one. Uh, Prince, Purple Rain. Mm. So good. Yep, that's an so amazing good. song. So and, good. And I still love hearing that. Uh, that whole album, the whole Purple Rain album is a perfect yep. album. Yep. It took uh, Prince's death to make me appreciate them the way that I should have while he was alive. I mean, I, you know, because he got played a lot after he passed away, and I was like, holy crap, I missed out on this. I, I never right. saw him live. I really wish I had, because he's an unbelievable musician and, and a really incredible guitarist. <laughs> oh was, my god, yeah. I was listening to Little Red Corvette yesterday, yeah. and you know, you know me, I, I focus in on a lot of the rhythms uh, that take place, and, and, and you know, so he orchestrated all of it. Like, like he would he would say, I want this drum part, yeah, yeah. I want this bass part, I want this synth part, all that stuff. And just that rhythmically, the things that he would come up with to make songs stand out is brilliant. Yeah. Really listen to what's going on just in this. Yeah. And so there's a thing that happens. I'm going to bore you with this, but um, we have to wait till the song gets further on before you hear it. But but he would he would pause every other measure and and not have a downbeat on and not have a snare drum on the on the four of the and, and anyway it was just makes it a unique beat and so he was just a really smart uh musician uh so prince says, here we go so like right there there should have been a snare drum one three pause two Okay. About this time, I always walked around dressed like Wendy. <laughs> uh, I was look. more of a Lisa guy, yeah, but yeah, 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 man, absolutely. All right, so then you have, oh, here you go, number 19, John Lennon, Imagine. There you go, Chuck. Chuck. You're only 18 <laughs> slots off. Yep. So that had to be way, way up there. I will tell you that to Kathy's assessment, um... It is a great song. We're not absolutely arguing that. It, it It is a little played out. And the fact that it is a bizarre go-to whenever any celebrity want, like Gal Gadot did in the, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like, stop using this as that. Yeah, stop I, I kind of put it in there with Stairway to Heaven. Yes. Masterpiece, brilliant. Yes. But I've, heard, really? I've heard it so many times. Nice, you're both saying this. I mean, I love this song. It's a great song. But I've heard it so many times. I have to be in the exact right mood to see yes. it and listen to it from beginning to end now. You know what but also beautiful. has solid it is that when somebody learns how to play piano and then they sit yeah, down yeah. and play this song, <laughs> you're just like, all right, you know how to play Imagine? You know what? I think for, for me, like the... When it was popular, like if if I was alive when it was popular and when it was originally right. played out, that's what maybe turns me off. Like, you know what I mean? This has been around forever. So. Well, I, I remember when it was late released. I was 63 at the time. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and uh, it was... Uh, no, I mean, it's been through a, a good chunk of my life, and it's and it's, um, it's just a beautiful song. But again, 
not to diminute it, it is it is a um, uh, it's just a, a lot. I've heard yeah. it a lot. <laughs> John Lennon, Imagine number nineteen, number twenty is from Robin, a song called "Dancing on My Own." Who's Robin? I don't know. I know she's, a, song. she's a, a musician. She's a pop okay. singer, pop R and B singer. She and... works with Batman. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they call her the Boy Wonder. Yeah. Why don't you cut a new track but... for the album, old John? <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you. I'm not. I'm not. Well, uh, why don't you talk about the way you're dancing? I'm not him. <laughs> uh, I, well, Chuck, not Chuck. Uh, your name is N- uh, Nick Murphy. He was giving me a thumbs up. He knows all about Robin. And he likes it? Yeah. Thumbs apparently. up. It's a pretty good song. Number, I don't know it. How'd it go? Welcome to the Batcave. <laughs> We've got, you're in the Batcave jungle. Uh, dancing on my own is that. Number 20 on this list is from uh, Billy Holiday, uh, and it's the song Strange Fruit. I love him. Uh, no. <laughs> That's from Clueless. Is that yeah, from Clueless? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Strange Fruit. You know what that song's about? It's interesting. Is it about uh, heroin? No, it's about, like, um, down south, uh, the Klan uh, hanging black people in trees. Oh, my God, I didn't realize uh, that. Lynching people. So that's it, it talks about, you know, um, and I don't remember the lyrics specifically about, um, about the trees sprouting strange fruit. And that was a... Um, it was a poetic uh, way to put that they were, you know, there were dead people, the corpses hanging in these trees. It was really intense. So um, uh, I, I um, years ago got into Billie Holiday and, and the, the story and the, the you know, her, her, her tragic story. And then that documentary, was it a documentary or was it an actual scripted film came out recently that talked about the FBI's efforts to investigate and sully her and, and uh, sort of the campaign against her. Do you, did you guys see that? You no. know what I'm talking about? No. Uh-uh. Okay, all right. It's an interesting... I I, I, I want to do a, a deep dive on that. It says, uh, the song protests the lynching of black Americans with lyrics that compare the victims to fruit of trees. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the so. United States versus Billie Holiday. Okay, yeah. all right. I'd like to see that. Uh, number 22 is the Ronettes, Be My Baby. Okay, Be my little baby. Sampled by Eddie Money, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Not sampled. She actually re-recorded oh, okay. that. Okay. Uh, it was in the video and everything. Um, so yes, uh, just that's, she survived Phil Spector. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, so that's number 22, number 23 on the list, David Bowie and heroes that. Wow. So tell me, so Chucky is going into a texting frenzy over imagine I will take heroes over imagine. There oh, I said, wow. okay. I, I said, it. uh, Peter Gabriel does a cover of Heroes, and he uh, slightly changed the lyrics a little bit, but it was used at the end of the last season of Stranger Things. Yes. It is an incredible version of Heroes. I, I love the original the most, I think, but I cannot, I can't stop listening to Peter Gabriel's cover of this song. So okay. to my mind, I always get the, the, the vision, the image. I saw him in concert on the Glass Spiders tour. I've said again this probably a quarter of a million times on the show. Uh, Peter Frampton was the guitarist on stage with him. And he disappears, and Preston, he's on top of this giant spider, and he has one light hits him, Madison Square Garden, wings rise up from behind him, and he starts into this song. And and I'm like, holy mother of God! Yeah, yeah. You know, the song's been uh, popping up a lot lately in, uh, like, ad campaigns is uh, Starman. Yes. As a starman waiting in the sky. (laughs) (laughs) It's... Who likes space? This guy. Yeah. (laughs) He's got both phones pointing at himself. Uh, Then you have uh, number 24, another Beatles entry with A Day in the Life. That's a brilliant song. I might take this over um, Strawberry Fields. Yes, because this song, every time I hear it, 
will wrecks me. Yeah. Like, I, I, I remember as a kid just sitting looking at the record spinning as I was, like... Yeah. He was like, oh, my God. This song is, at the time was a bit of an acid trip. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, uh, it's a bit of a of a mental journey that you take while you listen to this. Uh, so that's number 24 on the list. Uh, number 25 is Kanye West. Push, no, with, with featuring Pusha T with Runaway. I don't know that song. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, number 26 on the list is Joni Mitchell, A Case of You. I don't know that song. I might if you I might heard know it. it. Yes, there's. I have. I've come around to. Um, I always respected Joni Mitchell, uh, and I never quite got everything about her. And now I really, uh, I really think she's fantastic. Do you know this song? It's not by you the title. Yeah, no. I, I don't know. I don't know it. Uh, so a case of you is twenty six. Twenty seven is uh, Born to Run for Bruce Springsteen. Hmm. Uh, Early, low, one of the great ones. highest placing Springsteen song. Would you say? Um. Yes. Okay. I think so. I think. I think lyrically, it is so good. It, it tells this story. Yeah. And uh, and it's such a catchy song. You know. I just. I, I still dig it. It's. It's one of those songs. You know, the the first song from him that I just learned yeah. word for word. I'm it's like, also this is really cool. It's a perfect record. I mean, this. Yeah. Oh, it's song amazing. On this record, it just it's of a time certainly, but it's uh, peak Bruce and through to uh, Jungle Land. Yes. Uh, so that's number 27. Uh, number eight on the list is Once in a Lifetime from Talking Heads. Wow. Huh. Interesting. Great song. I don't know if I'd put that as my favorite Talking Heads song. What would you, what would you, might, what might you place over it? <sighs> this must be the place? No. Well, that's a great song, too. Um, I Road love, to Nowhere. Road, Road to, to Nowhere. nowhere. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah. Um, Take Me to the River. Is that what it's called? Yeah, they didn't write that though. That's a it's an Al Green song. Burning down the house, like during wartime. Yeah, maybe once in a lifetime. Psycho killer. Yeah. I mean, just the way uh, Road to Nowhere starts. Yeah. Yeah. Here you go. Where we go. song. Uh, all right, we have time for two more here. We're going to go to the top 30, Rolling Stones all-time greatest songs. Uh, number 29 is uh, Nothing But a G Thing. Uh, wow. Like this and like that and 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 like this and like this is what he walked into. He was yeah, playing yeah, this? Yeah, well, I'm peeping yeah, and I'm creeping yeah, and I'm creeping and I'm Double D-O-G. The O-double G, however you say it. And then one more, and then we have a guest on the line we need to go to. Number 30 on their list is Lord Royals. It's a great song. It's a great song, but I wouldn't put it... I wouldn't put it this high. No, no, no. She's a great singer. It's a fine song and deserves its accolades, but not that high a placement. There is a cover by a, a, a group called the Beef Seeds. Uh, it's way better than Royal uh, by Lord. It's the same exact song, but.
like her version better. Not me. You call this way better? I, I think it's better. Sorry. I wanted to hear you. I wanted to solo for a minute. All right, anyway, Sorry. Rolling Stone's uh, 500 greatest songs of all time. All right, our guest's online, ready to go. Yes. Um, this is uh, really cool that she's uh, written this book. It's called Tied Up in Knots, My Dad and Me. And it uh, comes out on the 21st. She is the daughter of the great Don Knotts. Please welcome uh, yeah, Karen Knotts to the show. This morning. Hey, Karen, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey. I'm so excited to be here. Yay, we're happy to have you on. Uh, listen, we're like so many people, uh, just huge fans of, of your father's work. And uh, is he, so, so when, when did you decide to, to, to write the book and, and get all this out, this information about Don that we may not know about? Has this been a, a long time coming? Well, you know, it's funny, but over the years, people always tell me, you need to write a book about your dad. Mm-hmm. And I would go, no, that's not going to happen. You know, <laughs> I'm an actress, I'm a comedian, I want to pursue my own career. No, 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 I'm not going to do that. But somehow, I don't know why, but like um, a couple years ago, it started gnawing at me, you need to write this book. I don't know why, but um, I have to tell you something, a little side note here. I'm really happy to be talking. You're my first um, rock station that I've talked to, and I love it because over the years, my dad has always been compared to people, mm-hmm. looks-wise, and one of the people he was compared to a lot was Mick Jagger. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, I can, I can see this sort of, yeah, the yeah, sort of right? thin frame. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, not only that, and it must be the lips. I figured. Yes. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. I, I, listen, I, I, um, uh, Karen, uh, you know, uh, I've told people for years, you know, you, when you look at his work in the Andy Griffith show and he's, and so many other things, but, um, just masterful what they, what they did with that show. And it was shot kind of like a film. Um, and those, uh-huh. those little, those little, um, office exchanges between Andy and and Don as a Barney Fife, some of the Bye. greatest comedy ever. And and I think talk of, of talking about your impetus for doing this is because it, you you know you don't want something like that to just be cast off into the ether as the generations move along. And I think it's a great way to, to put it out there and just remind people of just exactly what he was. Well, you know those um, those bits you're talking about very interesting. They were a lot of them were written by my dad. Um, Andy would say, like sometimes they'd come up a little bit short on time, and Andy would say, "Don, why don't you write a little something?" Or they would sit there together and write them. But my dad would would write something out, and then it would be handed over to Aaron Rubin, who was the show's producer, and he would script it out. And so that's how you know. The uh, the preamble to the Constitution, that's it. <laughs> it's a classic <laughs> bit. Yeah. <laughs> and a couple of those came about just like that. And, and Dad and Andy would improvise off, off camera sometimes. So it was a really a synergistic group effort. I know before the Andy Griffith show, I remember uh, Andy had, had put out, like, comedy albums and things like that. So he did uh, oh, yeah. essentially a stand-up comedy. Um, did, did Don do that? Did your dad do those types of things? Well, my dad actually got his start doing ventriloquism in high school. Oh. Um, 
He was this funny little thing. He um, he sent away because there was the boys' magazine that advertised. You know, you put this thing in your yes. mouth, and it makes your voice go into other things. So it was supposed to be like a little whistle or something. Right. And when he he sent away for it, and what came back was what didn't work. But there was a a booklet explaining how to throw your voice. And he studied that, and he practiced, and he practiced around the house and drove everybody crazy. So, <laughs> but he became this masterful ventriloquism at the age of 13, uh, and that's how he really started his career, amazingly. When he enlisted in the Army, he, 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 was, uh, he was an entertainer in the Army, correct? Did, yeah. he, did he do ventriloquism? Is that what he was doing? That's right. That's how he got in. Because okay. he put ventriloquist on his application. And so, and then so they, once he got in, he, um, you know, he was meeting all these other great comedians from all over the country who were older guys working in clubs and stuff. And he saw what they were doing, and he saw how funny they saw how funny he was, and they started incorporating him in, into their acts in the show. And so he he lost the dummy, quote unquote, lost it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that he wouldn't have to do the ventriloquism anymore. Well, so he 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 was a stand-up comedian. He had uh, uh, he was on uh, radio programs. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, had a small role in a soap opera. But then he gets on Broadway, yeah. and that's where he meets um, Andy Griffith in No Time for Sergeants. Exactly. Right. That, the way he got that that uh, cast in that play was a, really a fluke because you know all the New York comics would gather in the coffee shops. And they'd go over the, uh, the agents, what the agents had for them. But my dad, for some reason, got there late, and he didn't realize this audition was happening. And he got there, and his friend Frank Barron said, what are you doing? I thought you'd be at this audition. You know, they're looking for southern army types. And so he, he tore down there, and he walked in like one, like just exactly at 5 o'clock. And the guy said, I'm sorry, we're done. And he just begged and pleaded, and he said, no, the guy won't see you. So he turned around, almost in tears, walked down to the subway, and then the guy came running after him and said, hey, come back. I talked to him into seeing you. He oh, so sad. Wow. Wow. Just by yeah. just a threadbare chance, but wow. he got it. Hey, uh, yeah. Karen, I wanted to ask, I was just reading a little bit of information about the book that alluded to the fact that he uh, grew up in, in an abusive home, which I, you would never have guessed, mm-hmm. and... Um, How how bad was that uh, for him, and how did he cope with that? It was bad, but it wasn't wasn't for lack of love. He had a really loving family, but everybody was messed up. His father was a paranoid schizophrenic, and in those days, there was no treatment. There was no treatment for people with problems like that. And so the father was abusing everybody, and he was crazy. And he was coming after my dad with a knife and with his after his mother, and then his older brothers. He had his brothers were a lot older than he was, and they were alcoholics because of the situation. He was the and youngest. Was crazy. He, he was the youngest by fourteen years, I believe. Correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. About, yeah. So, so yeah. right. So, but the thing that you you talk about, Karen, is that is that. Um, with all this misery and stuff around him, it be, sort of became his mission statement, if you will, his modus operandi was to make people happy. So he could have he could have gone down the path of I'm going to descend into this madness as well. But it sort of became right. his reaction to it was I'm going to I'm going to fight against this and try to be that's happy. Right. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. He, he could have become a nervous Van Gogh, or you know, uh, 
Right. <laughs> One of those poor and happy creatures. But actually, he had a funny family. His whole family was funny. His older brother, Shadow, nicknamed Shadow because he was so skinny. Um, but Shadow was this naturally brilliant comedian, and he started. He was studying Shadow all the time. And then Shadow had uh, asthma, and the Shadow was getting weaker and weaker, and so it sort of fell on Dad to take Shadow's place, and he was ready to do that when the time came. It's it's fascinating because, uh, you know, and, and, and reading about this, he, he apparently had... Uh, we knew him initially in his, uh, you know, with uh, uh, Steve Allen and, and uh, you know, his other appearances and other shows as he would play the anxious, you know, trembling yeah. kind of guy. Yeah. But he did, in fact, suffer from anxiety attacks, did he not? Yeah, he had a lot of, he had mental issues, you know, emotional issues yeah. because of his upbringing and stuff. And then, you know, when he met my mother in college, she was a very practical, you know, wonderful gal, really had it together. And they, when, after they got married, she insisted that he get a psychiatrist. And nobody, he, nobody believed in psychiatry then. But um, she managed to get him to go, and that was finally what began to turn him around and, and get him on a better footing. Well, he, he certainly had a, a lengthy and uh, lucrative and, and entertaining career and made so many people happy, me being at us. Oh, my being, God, yeah. Being a couple <laughs> of them. So it's, it's great to know that... Uh, uh, that you're sharing this story, and uh, we just want to remind people, tied up in knots. I already uh, ordered it. My dad and me is uh, coming out on the 21st. You can get it at Amazon.com. Karen, it's great to touch base with you. Thanks so much. Uh, uh, continued success to you. Thank you, and thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Karen yeah. Dodds, guys. Yay. Nice. Uh, we didn't even get to touch on Three's Company. Uh, no. no that and Mr. Furley. Pleas- what, Pleasantville. You remember? Yeah, Pleasantville. Yeah. Three's Company, though, was that's where I loved him. Yeah. I mean, that was my... So I... I loved him so much. Like you have to. So Three's Company was it, it was uttered. It wasn't written. It was it was you know it was it, the whole show was. Listen, I enjoyed it, but it was predicated on on the the cheapest comedic concept. Right, right. The stuff that they did on Andy Griffith was. I mean, she talked about you know some of those those segments. Classic. I don't know, Preston, how much you remember, but the the one where Opie takes in this dog. And, uh, you know, he, and uh, Barney's trying to explain to Opie about how, oh, dogs can live outside. There's a thunderstorm going outside. And the dog has run away. And, and he's trying to convince Opie about, you know, how animals, okay, yeah. animals can do it. And he goes, you know, it's not like those dogs look out for each other. He goes, not like in the jungle, like with giraffes. <laughs> giraffes. You know they don't they don't care about anything, right? You know, and he, they just start down the path. Goes, they, they don't care if they're running around getting hit by lightning. Yeah. And he's going off into this tirade, and it's it's just hilarious. Yeah. Uh, complete genius. It was great. Um, all right, we got to take a break. We have uh, stuff to get to, including another chance to win five hundred dollars with the MMR money clip. So that's on the way at ten. We'll come back in just a sec. Make sure you stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Money Clips. Wow, we have a lot of clips. Your shot at stuffing 500 bucks in your Money Clip seven times a day. Weekdays at 8, 10, and noon, as well as 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. We'll play an audio clip from one of your favorite MMR DJs. So true, Jackson. And then give you a keyword. Text it to 45911. Or if you enter it at WMMR.com or our app, you'll also get entered for the grand prize. 10000 bucks. What the f***? See complete rules at WMMR.com. It's MMR's Money Clips from who else? 
93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wallet. So, uh, speaking of uh, traffic and Maniunk and, and the filming of the Adam Sandler movie, cool picture of uh, Jay Wright and Adam Sandler. Uh, I guess this is from last night. Yeah, so I'm not quite sure where it is. It's in a gym somewhere. I can't tell if it's in Villanova's campus or not, but um, Villanova Basketball put uh, their Facebook page. They put it up on um uh, put that photo up. And uh, he's wearing a Federal Donuts <laughs> uh, hoodie or, Nick, t- or sweatshirt. Nick and I were saying he he must be staying in the area. If he's eating at Savona, he, now a picture yeah. with Jay Wright, like he's got to be, like not in the city. He's probably, you know, somewhere out this way. No, we, we, we had a... Um... Was it was it Bolaris or I bet he's renting a secured house. house. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it's, yeah. It, and I think you're exactly right. Yeah. It's, it's in the out, not not directly in, but in the outskirts. Right. I think I he's a... in Harleysville, maybe like right down the street from maybe. Him? Okay. I mean, I have a nicely finished basement. He could have come on. Yeah, stayed in my house, brand new and everything. Been fine. Uh, Want to see if anybody has uh, caught sight of uh, anything going on with that filming in uh, Maniac today? It's a stone's throw away from where we are. I was trying uh, to two one five two six three WMMR. If you want to call in with that, yes. No, I was just trying to zoom into the uh, the banners in the background of that picture. Okay, oh, you to see, see if I, I but it, it gets blurry, so I couldn't really tell. Right, uh, just trying to figure out where they were. Yeah, the. They're definitely filming. You can see some light riggings in there. Sure. Uh, so the not- word is Preston that the um, they had obviously the roads were closed off, and then uh, cameras uh, or at least large camera rigs were avail- were visible on some of those streets as of this morning. Mm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, I, they're only going to be filming today and tomorrow, I believe, in Maniunk. Uh and of course it's going to rain. Uh, so well, I don't know right. how yeah. important that is yeah. or not to uh, to what they're doing. So if it is and they can't do it, then maybe they will have to stick around for a few days. I don't well, know. they always generate think. rain. So if they, you know, they uh, for movies. So I wonder if they can, you know, put up big tarps and and uh, you know protect an area or yeah, like it's not raining. Yeah, or green screen or you know, in in uh, Rocky Balboa, uh, the scene where mm-hmm. he's training and he runs up the steps, it started snowing. Yes, it was and, perfect. Yeah, and Stone was like, "Cameras, roll now, right now." Oh. <laughs> and it ended up being a really cool. Uh, it wasn't in the script, but like, it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, so Casey, a text came in says apparently mm-hmm. Adam was filming at Manor College in Jenkintown last night. Ah. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, he's in Jenkintown and his company produces the Goldbergs. Mm-hmm. So uh, I wonder if, uh, you know, he hooked up with anybody from there. Mm-hmm. And uh, part of the, the, what was it, JT? The, yeah. The JTP? JTP. JTP. Yeah. Jenkintown Posse. That uh, show premieres next week. And I think they're going to do a nice long, a longer tribute to Pops, to George Segal in yeah. the season opener. George Segal. Yeah. What did I say? George Segal. Segal. <laughs> Is that a different person? Your guys. <laughs> No, I thought uh, it was Seagal, but I'm it, wrong. It's Seagal. Yeah. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you learn stuff. Yeah. It's Steven Seagal. So that, there that's you what I'm thinking. Yep. But maybe they do a shoot. That's a different guy. It was the 1980s, and we were loving Steven Seagal. <laughs> Somebody said, uh, I've been doing background work for Adam's movie. Yeah, his house uh, is renting is somewhere in Monaco. Okay. It might be Harleysville, for all I know. <laughs> Uh, last time, there's another text. Last time Adam was in town, he was spotted several times in Berwyn, PA. Yes, he oh. went to Handel's Ice Cream. Okay. Which is really good ice cream. Um, where's that? It's right it's on in Route 30. It's in Berwyn on Route 30. <laughs> huh. Is it all what? homemade ice cream or is it like outsourced? I like- don't know who the original producers are of said ice cream. However, I do know that the lines at Handel's Ice Cream are ridiculously long every time you go. I had an idea 
this morning to do, Casey, like you did a pizza place tour. Mm-hmm. We're doing an ice cream shop tour. Yeah. But it's fall, and that doesn't make much doesn't sense. doesn't matter. You, start it now. I, I go year-round for yes, ice cream. I, I, there's sure. no oh, shit yeah. that ice cream needs to end at the end. <laughs> It's, that's BS. Right? It's silly. Case, I need to join you on your pizza tour because I know I mentioned this before, but my pizza place is officially gone. And Oh, uh, man. That sucks. It's uh, You don't understand. It's, it's very upsetting. And every time we drive by the new place, like yeah. Jace is upset about it, too. And he's like, I don't even like the name of that new restaurant. Have you given it a try yet, though? Yeah. Well, no, it's not a pizza place. Oh, what is it? A dry cleaner? No, it's um, it's actually cool. I'm, I'm yeah. fine with what it was. I just don't like that it took over my pizza joint. But it, it's a little right. brew pub. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. right. The last place I went to is a place called Seminaris on um, on Springfield Road in Clifton. And the the amount of backlash I got because I had never been there before. Like, I'm sorry. You can't be to every freaking place. Everywhere. (laughs) But what was interesting is so I go to Seminaris on on Friday night, got the provolone pie upside down as recommended. Righteous. Dude, (laughs) the next day. I run into and I meet for the first time ever Seminaris' daughter. Like, like, what are the chances of sissy? Sissy, I meet her, and I was like, "Hey, sis, I was at your pop's place last night." No, um, so I just thought that that was pretty interesting. That I, but now next place I have to go to is a place uh, I think it's called Just Pizza in Chester. Can you? So, oh. I know. Good luck. Uh, can, Do you have hamburgers? I'm not going with you there. No, it's no, just pizza. Just pizza. What about yeah. spaghetti? Well, how are your ribs? Just pizza. Can you do a Montgomery County tour? Uh, I can, but I... Let's I, do, finish this up, and let's do... I'll do Monco with you. You do Monco. No, I want to oh, do Oh, we with you. do Monco. Yeah. Because yeah. if I don't like it, I'll just give you my slice. Okay. There's a text that says, every conversation goes right to food somehow, <laughs> doesn't it? It does, because that's what binds us together. No, and and cheese. Cheese binds us. That's true, too. Um, let me see here. I have some things that we could chat about. Um, yeah, I guess I noticed them. The noticer made the noticer, Somebody on that set has to be listening to our show, right? I put the word out. Right. Nobody's checking in, All so right. do what we can. Right. Uh, let's see here. How about this? This will this will reel Kathy in. Uh, Costco is known for having a generous return oh, policy. Oh, I know about I know. I know about this. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this is a mind blower. <laughs> but one TikTok user is claiming it's super generous. Uh, the user who goes by Hannah claims that she is a Costco employee and has made a video with another employee in which they address questions we get all the time at refunds. I, I don't know like I don't know if this can actually be true what they're saying. Um they claim that customers can get, get refunds for old used bed sheets, no. dead Christmas trees. Like your dead Christmas tree you can take to Costco and go this didn't work out for <laughs> me. Can I get a refund? I didn't see the dead Christmas tree thing. Yeah. That, that that seems rather absurd. Right? And even a quarter of a pie. They won't um, take electronics okay. back though. Well, electronics are probably going to hold up better than a dead Christmas tree. Hey, I have a question for you. So I got I, I got a new golf club. Okay, you want to return it? <laughs> yeah. Well, if, but here's the deal. Okay. I've I've gone to the driving range several times right, with it and it. I've used it. All right, tell me more. Where'd you buy it? Uh, I bought it at uh, Dick's. I ordered Dick's. it through Dick's. Okay, what's the problem? It doesn't. Um, it it. I don't. I don't swing it well. I mean, it's a the the, the staff is uh, the staff is too flaccid. Here's the deal. Okay, mm-hmm. Kathy's great with the shafts. Is yeah. too flaccid. Hold on. Did yeah. anybody help you when you went to purchase? Got Where's it. that dick now? <laughs> well, I forgot about that. Talking about Play it again one more time. Okay. Got Where's it. that dick now? 
<laughs> All right, so so um, hold on. Did anybody help you when you went to purchase it? No, it was, I, it was online. I ordered it. Oh, you ordered it's it. disgusting. Okay, uh, um, it. it's okay. No, it's still okay. We can we can still we can still work this. Okay. You buy stuff online, and you re- if there is a is a correlating store, you'll return it to that store. Correct? Oh, totally. No, yeah, yeah that's not and the most... problem. The problem is is that he used it. Yeah, so, so but it's, it's, it doesn't. It's, a, it's yeah, it's athletic equipment, and I think once you use it, it doesn't mean it's a no. Okay, it does is, not mean it's a no. Is it? Okay, you know what? I, I think you're more likely. No, obviously, some people take advantage of it, but like the yellow bean thing that used to be, they were legendary for their return policy. If you have a good liberal return policy, you're more likely to build up a large con- uh, client base because they right. they respect that. I guess you also build up a lot of people who are going to take advantage of that. Well, so that's the line you walk. Maybe, but I mean, if you, if for me, what, if I take something back, I return it, there was something yes. wrong with it, or it, d- it just didn't work, Preston, like your golf club, and they take it back, guess what? I'm going to go, go back. back there and shop. A friend of mine, <laughs> uh, she is taking golf lessons, so she's just getting into the sport. She knows a little bit about it. Her husband went out. Nicest guy, I love them. He went out and bought her a whole set of golf clubs for this. Um, she was doing like a like a clinic. It was like an all weekend thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, she gets uh, onto the golf course. She has her new club. She's all excited. She loves the color white. They're white. Uh, it's my friend with the White House, by the okay. way. Uh, he bought her left handed clubs. Oh my god, no! So she's there Oops. for the weekend. Oh. She wants to play. She, I think she used them. I don't know. What? Who, well, they were used. Okay. Took them back to Dick's, and Dick's took them. Okay. They, they returned them. She said, my husband bought left-hand clubs like this. <laughs> and so they did the- They did return them. I think if you go back and you say, this club is not working for me, I did use it, be honest with them. Yep. I think they're going to take it back, and they'll let you swap it out for another one. Quick uh, question. Did did she just walk in and they took them, or did she have to massage Dick's? No. <laughs> Marissa? Well, I'm an expert on dicks, so... Oh, my God. And now we have that. There we go. No, you're not. I'm not going to pull it. You're not going to pull that dick for us? (laughs) Only if you help, Preston. Okay. Um, How long ago did you buy it? Uh, I just got it um, this week. Oh, uh, you're week. No, you're fine. So I'm on Dick's website, and uh, they have a 90-day return policy. They extended it from 60 days, and it just says, like, no firearms, bows, crossbows, football helmets. I think you're good to go. Okay. Also, don't, but here's the thing. It's not, it might be 90 days, but you used your item. Take it back as soon as possible. Okay. Yep. I got it. All right. uh, Thank you for the heads up on that. Uh, Hang on a second. Let me go to (laughs) Tim. Hi, Tim. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi, it's Jim. How are you guys Oh, doing? Jim, what's up, bud? Hey, um, I used to work in retail, and I can mention the store's name because they're out of business now, but I used to work at Clover. Clover, oh, sure. All right, Clover. Like, yeah. Yeah. Everyone loves Clover. Yeah. And I worked in the sporting goods department. I was the assistant manager, and I got called up to the return um, desk one day, the, the our customer service desk one day, and a woman was returning apparel sneakers, Converse sneakers. And they had definitely been worn out. They had holes in them. Like, they were on tour with the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> right, right. And they were, they were purchased three years earlier. And I said, no, we can't take these back. I'm sorry. The store manager overrode me and took them back. But her reason, and it was written on the return slip for returning them, was they don't fit my kids' feet anymore. Uh, after three years of growing, <laughs> yes. All right, oh, that's funny. That's great. I wonder. So I wonder if the Thanks, case is, is that a business will just 
I, again, I agree with you, Kathy, 100%. If you have a, a return policy where you, you, you don't grill someone and interrogate them and, and make them feel like an idiot, mm-hmm. for, you know, you're you more likely to, to get further sales off that person than by accepting that. But um, uh, I, wonder, uh, I wonder if a company just realizes if they do both and and take the hit on the people that are going to exploit it, it still works in their benefit. It, it has to because Nordstrom has one of the best return policies in the industry. And I'll tell you what, I buy more clothes, accessories, right. shoes from Nordstrom because I know if I get them and they're not going to work, I can take them back. Now, also, I I don't think... I've ever, unless it's completely fallen apart, I'm not going to wear something and then return it. Right, right. But if if I did and it completely fell apart and I spent, you know, some money on it, they will take it back. Okay. You mentioned L.L. Bean, Steve, and uh, for outdoor gear, REI has a fantastic yes, return they're, policy. Yes, they're awesome. And they're so, a, a full year. Yeah, and, and uh, not only if um, if you don't return it in that full year's time, Kathy, they have, uh, like, that exchange program. So you can bring it in and, and it goes to, like, the REI uh, yeah, like the outlet. The, the outlet. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And so um, if, if it's gear that's even slightly used or whatever, you can get a few bucks for it. But it's basically like this exchange program where you're like, all right, I'm going to keep coming back to that store, essentially. I love that. Yeah. I brought back some hiking shirts to REI and I said, there's poop in these things. <laughs> <laughs> Who's poop? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so anyhow, yeah, we need a, a, a Costco customer commenter on this, Kathy, said, um, that Costco has the right to refund the person's mem- or I'm sorry, yeah, refund the person's membership if they're abusing the return policy. Right. Okay. There we go. So if you're doing it too much, right. they'll say, "Look, come on, we, we can't it. do this all the time. Suck it. Go yeah. to dicks." Well, let me ask you this question about REI. I went to REI and I bought a like a Camelback uh, bladder, water okay. bladder. I have not used it yet. Haven't even taken it out of the package now. A couple of weeks ago, it was in my cl- uh, my uh, garage. I stepped on it. I, I heard you I heard a pop. On it. I yeah. heard a pop. Right. Uh, I don't know if I popped it or not. I haven't taken it out of the package at all. Do you think I could return that and get another one? I Probably. Mean, yes, you can. It's yeah. your fault. You absolutely can. You, you and they'll take it back. But okay, that's on I'm you. So mad at that's myself. Your I was like, did I just hear a pop? I heard a pop. Damn it. Damn it. All right. Uh, well, there's uh, something else I noticed, and I definitely want to talk about this because this is pretty cool. Uh, our good friend and uh, fellow coworker for many, many years, Matthew Frederick Cord. Yes. You will now be able to experience Matt's voice in the starting lineup introductions and in-game calls while you're playing NBA 2K22 video game. That's awesome. Uh, which is released tomorrow. Yeah. It's so cool because Matt was talking to us and about the process of actually going out and recording this. And all the stuff that had to uh, to be implemented to make it work, but th- to be a part of of uh, uh, you know a game that's so highly anticipated, oh, yeah. and who's better than Matt at this stuff? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's so awesome. I'm so excited for him. But uh, this is one of Jace's favorite video games, so he knows all about Matt, and that <laughs> Matt's going to be the voice. And he's been Matt's promised him a copy. He said <laughs> he can get one of my copies when I get them in Aww. the mail. So he's like literally counting down the days till he can play Matt's game. Aww. They're, they're going to give Matt that. <laughs> A five ten guard. I at MGK that someone's like they're talking about you on press for this team. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, the game I'm comes a, out tomorrow, man. I'm in a long Van Halen song. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Fifty one fifty. Are you Why on can't now? This be? Yes, I'm on oh, now. okay. You have right. been playing this... at half speed. Yeah, we'll make this yeah, later on. I'm giving out tickets for the Black Crows, New Time Nuggets coming <laughs> up at twelve. Um, the game came out last Friday. Oh, uh, it did. I yeah. thought it was this Friday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 
Uh, have you gone? Have you have you played it? Have you listened? I don't your voice have a, I don't have a. I'm not a gamer. Right. I, I got to go out and buy like an Xbox <laughs> you One can come or to my house. PS4. A... I don't know. What should I buy? Well, if PS5. You wanna... I hear the five's hard to buy though. Uh, there, You can probably. You might be able to get an Xbox. Listen, they're they're both. They're, okay. they're There's limited on on both because there's people are still. What's buying the one that also gives you like Apple TV and Hulu? Uh, that's well. They, you can get those. You can get those as apps on both. You're not a gamer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have Missile Command in my house. <laughs> <laughs> the big oh, unit. Are you best. excited about this? Yeah, I am. Okay. I am. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty neat. It's yeah. uh, it's neat that like younger kids like. Like Lily, my niece Lily, she's like, uh, I, Uncle Matt, I need a PS4, and my boyfriend Nathan need, needs an Xbox One. Yeah. 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 Has anybody uh, outside of your family asked you for any games? Uh, you. Okay, besides me. <laughs> Pat Egan at the Fanatic, I gave him one. Uh, my buddy Rob Wasserman, Jonah, his son has one. Yeah, they gave me 10, so. Okay. Which no. is almost like you know they're not they're not cheap. What are no. they? No, they're not. No, they're probably about fifty bucks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I got a couple of the the uh, limited edition ones, which are a hundred dollars. Oh wow! Oh, what what, is what that? they come with extra uh, stuff? I I don't know. I'm yeah. not a gamer. <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm gonna end up giving uh, them out at like an event. That's so wild that you you you're not even remotely a gamer, but but uh, I'm listen, gonna become one. Yeah. To to be to be part of a game like this. So the the process, as we've heard, and we've talked to a number of people who've recorded things for video games. Is that you record like virtually every iteration, yeah. multiple times? The thing correct? that's neat with this game, if you're a fan of like the Lakers, you yeah. can plug in Matt Cord as the announcer for the Lakers. Oh wow! And I'm oh, saying LeBron up. James, that, Anthony Davis. Oh, All cool. right, so that's it, why you spend so much time right, recording that out killed there. Killed okay. me to, to sound excited about saying. <laughs> Like, I would tell the guy across the, the edge, I'm like, Bill, this is killing me. I hate Jason Tatum. But what if they become a sixer and that's well, another thing? So you never know, like, in the trade right. deadline, who's actually going to be on your team. But there's another cool feature, and you guys will appreciate this. You can plug in old sixers to play a game. So I got to say, Todd, Big Mac McCullough. Oh, that's oh, great. Yeah. That and is I, very cool. And I, I was talking to Todd when I was out there. I couldn't tell him. You know, I'm like, he's going to lose his mind. You know, like, <laughs> so what I, finally, I mean, I'm sure Iverson's in there somewhere, Iverson's right? in there. Juke, Mane Jones, Matt Geiger. I mean, it's really cool. Like, what about um, Willie Green? <sighs> I don't think Willie's in. It. He's a coach now. He's the head coach. You know, you're going to have some of, some uh, some game versions of these players that played longer than they actually did for the team. Yes, you know? it, <laughs> yes, it's true. Um, excuse me, but I have to leave. Somebody now. just texted <laughs> and said the Van Halen song's over. You got to get over. Matt that's too funny. All right, so that's out now. Yeah. That's that's awesome. That's Good cool. for him, man. Uh, and and so he was saying. Uh, all 30 in arena public address announcers are on this version and so I didn't know I was wondering why his his uh, recording sessions were over several days yes yeah because I'm like well if they got 30 guys doing this and you couldn't have had to do too much but so he did the entire league you can wow. choose and I guess um veterans from each of those leagues has, or from each of those teams throughout the league that's yeah. a lot of work it was two trips out to LA so he was, was it? yeah the first one I think was uh you know kind of an extended trip and then he went out for like another like three or four days a second time i got offered to do some stuff for it was a, a grand theft auto uh version uh i forget which maybe three or four to do some voice work <clears throat> and uh um it was like weeks of stuff i'm like i can't, i have an, an actual job oh, i man. can't do that so oh, yeah i know but now with uh, with the hookups that, yeah, that they yeah, have, you can probably yeah. voice those in a studio locally, right? Uh, right. Or do a uh, a direct ISDN line. Or yeah, Zoom. it was it was before that. Oh, that sucks. 
right, anyhow. Uh, well, that's cool for Matt. So um, if you get the game, you can plug in Matt Core. It's the best. I love it. Yeah. All right, Case, I'm assuming we should take a break sure. uh, because we've got uh, the money clip coming up. I don't want to miss that, and we want to be on time for it. Nice. Uh, so another opportunity for you and $500, maybe even 10000 is coming up in just a moment. So let's take a break. Some Bizarre File stories are coming up, too. We will be right back. Stay with us. Lamar Spotlight's the best rock with Jackson's local shots. That's right, and this month's artist is Foxtrot and the Get Down. See him live at the MM Barbecue. Foxtrot and the Get Down, your local shots artist of the month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. 93.3 WMMR. It's time for an MMR money clip. Good for you. Now, here's your money clip keyword. All right. The word is demand. D-E-M-A-N-D. We're going to give you 15 minutes until after the hour to get that entered in. There are three ways for you to do it. You can text the word demand to our special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or if you'd like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, just enter it at at the MMR app or at WMMR.com. That's demand. And one random entry wins $500 in this company-wide contest. That person will get a call from our company, Beasley. So make sure you're ready to answer your phone. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com. The whole thing is sponsored by Horizon Services. I'll give you that word one more time. It is demand, D-E-M-A-N-D. Good luck to you. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, it is brought to you by Dermatology Associates of Plymouth, meaning recruiting for alopecia areata, a clinical trial. And men and women 18 to 65, a current episode of scalp hair loss lasting six months can sign up. And you can do it at PlymouthMeetingDermatology.com. A Miami University student who reportedly had taken LSD jumped off the third floor roof of the Gaslight Apartment Complex on Monday. Jeez. Uh, The male student was taken to the hospital and then airlifted to the University of Cincinnati Medical Center where he remained as of Thursday. Uh, Police are withholding the student's name because they are investigating possible drug charges against him. You don't hear a lot of LSD stuff like this anymore. Uh, According to the police report, officers were dispatched to the apartment complex after a 911 call reported the jumper had gone off the building. Officers found the student on the ground in the parking lot, unable to speak, suffering serious injuries. The student's roommate said that he was acting a little strangely before walking onto the rooftop terrace and jumping. He apparently was the only person on the terrace at the time. Upon investigating the student's apartment, an officer heard the cries of another male student sitting on the floor holding his dog and clearly under the influence of some substance. In the room, police found a box that contained a foil wrapper full of LSD tablets. The student in the room confirmed that both he and the male who jumped from the roof of the second building or roof of the building had taken the tablet each. Uh, the second student was transported to the hospital at the request of police and treated for LSD consumption. Uh, so the investigation is ongoing. It reminds me of there was a there was a movie that Helen Hunt was in when she was yes. just a kid. Yeah, absolutely. All about high school Desperate and lives. drug use. Was that it? Caught yeah. in the middle, man. And she jumped out the window. Yeah. Remember that? Was it not an after school special? 
might have we been. watched it yeah. in school. Yeah. 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 I, I do know that. But what he was, was it called again? Desperate Lives. Desperate Lives. I'm Colt in the middle. Oh my God. Yeah, there was a song that was associated with everything. Yeah, and the kid from On Golden Pond. Oh, yes, uh, uh, the uh, uh, sucking face kid. Yeah, he was the main character uh, oh. in that, in that. so I'm, I'm going to do a little diving down to YouTube and see if I can find that ass that you're taking? <laughs> Get it. We don't do that sort of stuff here on Golden Pond. No, that's... Makes uh, you all trippy. The loons freak you out if you're, uh, if you're on ass. Last so. time I did it, the missus looked like a minotaur. Dolman. <laughs> <laughs> She's Dolman. got a big... Stop it. She's got a big butt. You're scaring me, a big monster. Horns on her head. Are you on that SD again, Norman? I think Helen Hunt was on PCP, though. Yeah, she, uh, you're right. It was PCP. Yeah. It was homemade PCP. <laughs> yes, in the lab. Did you hear that? Wait, what was that? Sounds like the loons. Yeah. Except they look like wild turkeys. Yeah. <laughs> All right, anyhow. Where's Helen Hunt? <laughs> she wasn't in that movie. <laughs> she was in, uh, uh, it was uh, Jane Fonda. Tell you something, yep. I'd like to get on Helen Hunt. <laughs> right now I'm having a bang jerky. <laughs> Yikes. Wow. Norman's such a horn dog. Yeah. <laughs> you know, old people lose their filter. Yeah, it's true. True. All right, uh, not all pranks are well received. Police in Galveston, Texas got a call on Monday about a masked man on a local beach who was holding what appeared to be a bloody knife. This led to the arrest of Mark Metzger, a local attorney mm. who decided to roam the beach in a Michael Myers costume. If you need legal help, you might want to skip me. Yeah, he was uh, cited for disorderly conduct and released. And Metzger <laughs> said in a Facebook post Monday night that he was, quote, still fuzzy on exactly <laughs> what was illegal. He looks like Michael Myers walking on the beach. So what, yeah. what about the bloody knife? Yeah, he was wearing yeah he was wearing a Michael Myers uh, mask. So uh, yeah, I don't know what the story is okay. why he wanted to do it, but he did. Michael it. Myers, your your attorney at law? I guess so. He never says yeah, right, anything. Right. Oh, all. I see. With uh, the silent I get treatment. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you want me to kind of look within myself? Yeah, I did it. All right, here's the story out of England. England uh, police have issued a warning to shops over a concerned new viral trend involving baked beans. Uh, and, I, and I reported on a story about this, and now it turns out there's a little bit of information. Uh, I told you about a car that was uh, that cars were being vandalized with baked beans. So shops have been urged to look out for children buying large quantities of the goods while parents are being encouraged to check their cupboards. It comes after beaning, a bizarre new trend that took off on TikTok. Is this like the cheesing? Uh, yeah. There you go. It's exactly the same thing? It's like that. So, beaning involves children smearing baked beans onto people's driveways, doors, and cars and filming it. <clears throat> Numerous videos have been uh, posted on social media with the hashtag Bean Bandits. Uh, the messy craze has prompted West Yorkshire police to issue a warning to retailers and parents. Uh, they said in a statement this involves youths throwing the contents of a can of beans over properties, very similar to the trend of throwing eggs at properties as well. I propose a new TikTok trend where you empty a revolver into the back of one of these bean people. Uh, if you work in a shop, uh, they said, please, can you be aware of youths buying large quantities of cans of beans? Uh, if you have children living at home, please be mindful if you see them removing cans of beans from the family home. <laughs> it's so annoying. Yeah, I had a story that was... Hang on, similar to that. Yeah, listen to the All right. All right. Teens apparently stealing weird stuff from their schools in order to participate in the devious licks back-to-back school trend on uh, back-to-school trend on TikTok. So Another it's TikTok trend. Devious licks. Right. Yes. For the trend, 
kids basically steal stuff from their schools and post about it along with dramatic music and a big reveal. And they're all getting in trouble. And they sh- they're stealing! <laughs> And they're and they're revealing themselves to be yeah, stealing on so social media. It's stupid. What's their perception of the power of? Oh, it, it's a TikTok trend, so right. it's, we won't it's get in fun, trouble. right? Yeah. So for the trend, they steal stuff. They've stolen all kinds of things. Uh, some considered small grade licks, like toilet paper rolls, class pets, classmates' <laughs> shoes, class pets. There's huh. yeah, I guess like you know hermit crabs. Oh, and I got gotcha. you. Yeah, fish thing. So, uh, mid, mid-tier licks are parking signs, school laptops, and desk chairs. Licks. And more complex swipes or licks would be entire filing cabinets, security cameras, toilets, etc. Why, why not teachers' cars? Some tick. Maybe that's the yeah. extreme lick. Or kidnap a teacher. That's a super huge lick. Uh, some TikTok users are saying they're fed up with the antics and complain that school bathrooms are closed due to missing toilets. Oh, my God. And stolen bathroom stall dividers. And one user even posted a recording of a school announcement imploring kids to stop stealing soap dispensers and warning that they'll be disciplined if caught. At the time of this writing, TikTok has blocked all the devious licks videos as well as the hashtag. So, yeah, how long does that stay, though? They can work their way around that easily. You're just stealing them. All right, and there you go. That's what I have. In the bizarre file for you. All right, you have about six minutes left uh, to enter the keyword for MMR's money clips. And the word is demand this time around. That is it, D-E-M-A-N-D. Text it to our special contest short code 45911 or enter it at the MMR app or WMMR.com. The word is demand, D-E-M-A-N-D. Good luck to you. We'll take a break. Coming back, lesson, question, trash, music, news. Those things are on the way. Did you know you can listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hey, there's a new Daily Rush video for you to check out. Um, And the title is not Casey's Water Ice Dilemma, although it says it right there. Uh, It's T.J. Miller. When T.J. was on with us, we had to do a Zoom interview with him. And uh, the description says, last time T.J. was on... Preston had to pee so bad, but this time, TJ's got to go. So if you want to check that out, you certainly can. And in fact, you can follow WMMR on Instagram, and we'll deliver it right to your feed. Let's collab. We'll just send it. Let's collab. We'll get it right to you. You don't have to go searching around or anything like that. And it is sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. And you can learn more at Xfinity.com. So a new video for you to check out today. All right, today's lesson question. That's what we're going to do. And we're going to give away a prize. With that, we have a pair of tickets for uh, Movies of the Man on Saturday the 25th. And it will be uh, Black Panther in concert. And the Man Festival Orchestra performs that music while you watch it. Very cool. Outside. Yeah, it's going to be great. So the question we're going to go with today, we're going to go with one late in the show. Not that long ago. Less than an hour ago. 
What is Seminera's daughter's name? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know. Casey met Seminera's daughter. Yes. Not her real name, but what would we say her name was? 215-263-WMMR. If you heard it and you know, you should call and you might win. We're going to do the track. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Revivalist Spirits. Voted USA Today's top craft gin distillery. And they offer online ordering and delivery of gin, vodka, bourbon, and pre-made cocktails to all Pennsylvania residents. Use the promo code PRESTON for 10% off your purchase. RevivalistSpirits.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Kanye West has taken another step in his breakup with Kim Kardashian by formally unfollowing her on Instagram. <clears throat> yeah, West alerted Kim to his decision by DMing her on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. So there you go. Love and Hip Hop Atlanta star Mo Fane, I know we're all big fans of Mo Fane, has been sentenced, get this, 17 years in prison Whoa. after pleading guilty to swindling the PPP loan system for almost $5 million. Mo Fane says there's no excuse for his actions, but believes 17 years should give him time to come up with one. Yeah. <laughs> And finally, Octavia Spencer apologizing to Britney Spears and Sam Ashkari for suggesting on social media that Britney should get a prenup before her wedding. Spencer says she was wrong to say what literally everyone on earth was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your Hollywood track. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the question. What is what is Seminera's daughter's name? And I am going to go to Mike and see if we can get it. Hey, Mike, how you doing, buddy? Real good, thanks. Excellent. Uh, Mike, who is uh, who is Simonera's daughter? Simonera's daughter is Sissy. Sissy Simonera, yes. <laughs> Hang on, Mike. We're going to set you up, man. You get these tickets. It's really cool. A pair of tickets for Movies of the Man on Saturday, September 25th, featuring Marvel Studios' Black Panther in concert. The Man Center Festival Orchestra performs the Oscar and Grammy-winning score live while the film plays in high definition on a 40-foot screen and two lawn screens. You can visit mancenter.org for tickets and information. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Okay, that's old school. That's old school. All right, I have uh, several items to get to. Brought to you by Music News, brought to you by Rita's Water Ice. You can stock up and win at Rita's. Uh, visit your local Rita's Water Ice before September 26th for your chance to win free Rita's for the 2022 season and a pair of diamond stud earrings from family and company jewelers in Marlton, New Jersey. Hmm. According to Marilyn Manson's attorney, Kent Barker, the videographer who fil- filed a lawsuit against his client, client after he allegedly spit at and blew his nose on her, she consented to such offenses when she signed on to film his concert. Would you mind if I kick you in the face and blow snot on you? Because she already knew of his shocking and evocative antics. That's according to the lawyer. All right. Uh, Barker maintains that videographer Susan Fountain consented to exposing herself to potential contact with sweat, saliva, and phlegm in close quarters. So revolting. You know what? He does, and I've seen him in concert before. Yeah. It's not right. He spits at the crowd. Yeah. He spits on people. It's uh, like an old style uh, punk show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Fountain uh, worked for the venue and was broadcasting footage of the show to the large video screens uh, playing behind Manson during the concert. An arrest warrant 
was issued for Manson in October of 2019 after Fountain filed two misdemeanor simple assault charges against him. You know where that spinning and snot rocketing in the audience came from? It was Frankie Valley. Oh, my God. Yeah. He would do that? Yeah. Yeah, Ragdoll. That's right. I right. remember that. He would sing that and you'd spit <laughs> it between the lyrics. Uh, in other Manson news... Uh, the lawsuit brought against him by Jane Doe, who accused him of rape, has been tossed out by a judge. Uh, TMZ reports the suit was dismissed on Tuesday. Predicated on what, did they say? An expired statute of limitations. Oh, all uh, right. This particular suit was filed in May, but dated back to 2011. Mm. Uh, Manson is still being sued for sexual assault by three other women, including his former assistant uh, and Game of Thrones star, uh, Esme Bianco. Where was that suit that was um, exceeded the statute of limitations? Where was that filed? Uh, oh, I don't know. I, I, some I don't remember. states, some states don't have that for rape, do they? There, rape or mort, murder. Yeah, yeah, there is a. I remember reading about that not that long ago. They've extended it, but um, yeah, I'm not sure, uh, yeah. Stephen. I'm not sure if it's state to state. So at this point, I don't know. Hey, Sharon Osbourne has reflected on her relationship with Ozzy Osbourne, saying that, quote, they would beat the S out of each other. Uh, she told the Daily Mail, our fights were legendary. We would beat the S out of each other. It stopped. She said it must be 20 years ago, but we had a good run. Uh, Sharon also revealed that Ozzy is slated to undergo surgery to correct neck and spine injuries and hopes to get back on stage soon. Uh, wow. Our family have never been a family where there's been great health. I've had cancer twice. My son has multiple sclerosis. So look at the, uh, there's a picture up in the studio. Sharon looks, now there's age, obviously, <laughs> but Sharon looks like a completely different individual. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and Ozzy's clearly in his. <laughs> in I mean, the, he so, looks different too. He does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she looks better now, I think. She does. Yeah. Before. Yes. Um, you know, she probably had a little bit of a nip and tuck done here and there. Uh, but, yeah, they look completely they, they, Right now, the, the, in this picture, they look like uh, entertainers at a children's party. No. You know. <laughs> so Slash was among the many hard rock musicians that spoke to Spin Magazine about the influence of Metallica's 1991 Black Album and the influence that it had on our culture. Metallica's just-released deluxe box set uh, includes 14 CDs, 6 LPs, 6 DVDs, and a bunch more. And Slash shed light on the album's influence, saying... I think any Metallica album is a given for a hard rock slash metal record collection. Uh, there are They are the pinnacle of that style of music, and they were among the first bands to revolutionize that particular style and sound. And he went on to say the Black Album crossed over in a way that made them a household name, and they achieved that while maintaining their sonic integrity, songwriting, and attitude. Uh, they took their signature style and recorded an album that became universally accessible, but still effing cool. And that's no small feat and maybe something that artists like Metallica might not even want to do, but it happened on this record. For them, the Black Album legacy will live on forever. And he's right. You know, yeah. It was that album that, that brought him into a whole new audience. And then finally, Aerosmith will release its earliest band recordings on Record Store Day next November 26th. Or I guess it's coming uh, November 26th. Uh, the new set, titled 1971, The Road Starts Here, uh, features the pre-fame version of the group in uh, its Boston rehearsal space. What? <laughs> Tackling eight tunes. Look what it says here, Casey. I can't say this word. It says, <laughs> version of the group in... <laughs> Instead of its, it put a T in front of its. <laughs> it's going to be a great collection. Yeah. 
uh, including early takes on their signature classics, Dream On and Mama Ken. Yeah, I wonder where I can get that collection. Uh, 1971, The Road Starts Here will be limited to only 10,000 vinyl copies and 2,000 cassettes. Groups are starting to put out cassettes again. Do you have one that has vaginas? I don't think so. <laughs> According to the announcement, uh, it stated a historic early recording of Aerosmith in the rehearsal room. Just the band, crew, and friends captured on Joe Perry's tape recorder. This never-before-heard performance showcases the early raw talent of this future Hall of Fame band. One year before signing to Columbia Records and two years before their eponymous debut which featured many of these songs. So just for the nostalgia of the actual cassette itself, there's no sonic purpose, no. I think, to, because the, the sound would degrade pretty quickly on sure. those. Yep. Uh, vinyl, I can see that there's, a, you know, they talk about the classic warm sound of vinyl. And if you take care of your vinyl, yeah. it'll last you forever. Right. Uh, cassette, even they, if you take really good care of it, it just breaks down. It's magnetic material yeah. and it breaks down eventually. So, yeah, you, it's, it's a diminishing return. Uh, but there you go. That's what I have in music news for you. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. Wrap the show up. Letter of the day, word of the week with Jackie Bam Bam and more. We'll be right back. You've waited all summer. All right, you guys ready? And it's almost here. Yeah! Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia presents MMRBQ. Saturday, September 25th at BB&T Pavilion. The All Day Rock Festival. Yeah, it's going to be good, huh? Featuring Jane's Addiction, The Offspring, and Cheap Trick. We're going to be drinking, we're going to have a good time. Tickets to party on the lawn start at just 25 bucks, And get you general admission for the first five bands. Dirty Honey, Dorothy, Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen, Aaron Jones, and Foxtrot, and The Get Down. MMRBQ 2021. We're ready to rock! From 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Presented by Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. In the heart of South Philly. Game on. Good time today on the program. And we want to thank you for checking in with us today. May I observe what a joy it is to have a um, Dunkin' Donuts hot chocolate <laughs> dispenser in the kitchen. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. I've, lately, I've been, I get one every day. It's a nice Every little morning. treat. Mm -hmm. It's like a little dessert. It's like a little dessert. <laughs> That's what it is, to yeah. quote uh, a wise man, yeah. a wise hairy man. Uh, and <laughs> I want to thank Karen Knotts for being yeah. on the show this morning. Daughter of the legend, Don Knotts, and she's written a book and some interesting things about him. Not only a, a comedic genius, but I had no idea that his, uh, he came from an abusive family. He's, his father was a schizophrenic, and, and back when you know he was growing up, there was no treatment for that. No. People just thought... Well, whatever. He's crazy, and uh, and unfortunately, he suffered from that, but he made it through and yeah. uh, ended up having a great career. And His father, I think, passed away when Don Knotts was 13, and, and he was like, he felt, he felt sort of conflicted because he was free of that. Right. But he did love his dad. Right. It was yeah. a good conversation that we had with her, and her book is out on the uh, 21st. What are you guys whispering about? Well, I can hear you whispering. I was screaming to him, come on, Romano, Kathy, Romano. <laughs> but what were the other lyrics that guy was singing? I didn't I know that. Don't worry, God, me. Yeah. Uh, I just heard. <laughs> Sorry. With my headphones on. Uh, but it's all good. It's now that's what you call whispering. Uh, <laughs> was that on the top 500 list, Steve? Yeah, we yeah were talking absolutely. About? That was, yeah. What no. would you, what's, uh, what's your take on lists like that, Jackie? I, I came in halfway through your conversation. I heard our, our assistant program director, I call him the secret weapon. Chucky D'Amico was bitching about something. What was Chucky bitching about? He oh. said that uh, if anything besides Imagine from John Lennon is number one, then oh. the, the list is garbage. 
Uh, and I did hear Nick say it was overplayed a little bit with John Lennon. Oh, it's Kathy and Kat, Sam, yeah, a lot of people are sharing that sentiment. Preston, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's so many Burns songs, but yeah, yeah. okay, I'll, I'll go with that one. No, I, doesn't I, diminish doesn't diminish how great they are. It's just on a, on a personal thing. You're like, ah. what would you put as the greatest Stones song? Well, wow. it changes that. every day. Everyone always says it. I'm like, don't do that right. to me. I'm the same way with the Beatles. You know, like when they're, what's your favorite song? I'm like. I'm like it depends on what mood I'm in. Right. Yeah, there's right. there's so many works, so many pieces, so many brilliant pieces to choose from. It just depends. I mean, because they have, I think, the highest charting one on that particular list, which we're talking about the Rolling Stones, uh, Rolling Stone magazine top 500 uh, greatest songs of all time. Uh, but Gimme Shelter is the one that they popped up there oh, as the top. Mary Clayton pregnant. Bring wow. her in the studio. Isolate them vocals, Prespo. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I'll tell you what, though, one that I um, people would not probably go to is that I love that I think is one of the greatest Stone songs is Waiting on a Friend. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, New York City, St. Mark's Bar and Grill, that video, uh, Mick and Keith sitting on the the steps of Physical Graffiti album. Yeah. So much history there. What about Gordon Lightfoot? Gordon Lightfoot, I do. I love, uh, if you could read my mind, I love the record of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Right, was that on the list? Carefree Highway. I'm a big Gordon Lightfoot fan. You know what's funny? I saw... um, Canadian Railroad Trilogy. Oh, now you're going on me, Steve. Uh, I am. I saw um, Joe Bell wearing a shirt. I was like, is that Gordon Lightfoot? He's, no, it's Rita Coolidge's ex. And I was like, who's that? And he's like, Chris Christopherson. I'm yeah. like, dude, you just schooled me. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Joe Bell, our general manager, our group Does manager. Not usually wear a shirt. No. Yeah. He usually no. walks around shirtless around <laughs> Usually. Here Looking like a Bruce Springsteen roadie yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I guess uh, before we continue this nonsensical conversation, we should do the letter of the day. You ready? We all should. Right, here Preston we go. and Steve on 93.3. <laughs> Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter... The letter C, as in... Pet Chili Dog Cinderella! Cinderella, I got you. C. Uh, And don't forget that we have a six-pack of tickets (laughs) as uh, Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia presents uh, MMRBQ 2021. Saturday, September 25th, BB&T Pavilion featuring Jane's Addiction, The Offspring, Cheap Trick, Dirty Honey, Dorothy, Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen, Aaron Jones, Foxtrot, and The Get Down, and tickets to the party on the lawn start at just 25 bucks. You can visit WMMR.com uh, for complete details. So shake me, Jackie Bam Bam. What's coming shake up on the show? Well, we're uh, not going to the Galaxy of the Empire, but maybe $500 could win you a lot of trips there. You got your money clips keyword at noon and two, of course. Workforce blocks on the docket today. Oh, man about town, Bill Wesson's favorites. We're getting brownie points here. We're going to CBGB's with the Talking Heads. It's uh, the anniversary of their debut, TH77. We'll track that. Skid Row, speaking of Jersey, he auditioned for Cinderella. Dave Snake Sabo never made the gig because the late, great Jeff Labar got that gig, but he formed Skid Row. It's his birthday. We'll celebrate that. And Prespo, you know him, the drummer, the faces, the small faces, and the who. Kenny Jones is celebrating a birthday. We'll acknowledge that. Prize Coffin, uh, Black Crows, Dirty Honey Tickets, and Talica, Black Album on Vinyl. Nice. All right. Excellent. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, Let me take a moment to thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Also, Acme, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors, and the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair. And you can experience that at parenfair.com. Tomorrow on our program, uh, we'll have joining us comedian uh, Sam Morrill will be on the show. 
and an actor, uh, B.D. Wong. B.D. Wong is great. He's great, right? Oh, I love B.D. Wong. Uh, he was in uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah. Uh, he was in Mulan. He was also, remember the movie The Freshman? Yes. He yeah. was like uh, was excellent. one of Brando's uh, yeah. go-tos in that movie. So uh, he's great. So we'll have him on the show tomorrow, and we'll see what else we can get into. That's it. We are done. Rage on and have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Fall in love with easy savings at JCPenney's Friends and Family Sale. Make yourself cozy with up to 50% off savings across the store. Plus, take an extra 30% off with coupon now through Sunday. Bundle up with new men's and women's outerwear styles. Or warm up the family in exertion activewear. Plus, give your home a refresh for less. New fall styles, great fall savings. JCPenney. Offers and coupons valid through 1010. Some exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details.